0: Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 314. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news. A whole bunch of it, since we're recording a little bit later than normal this week. Uh, And then we'll be doing a preview of the spring 2016 TV schedule, followed up by a, a little bit of discussion about recent episodes of Quantico, The Magicians, and Limitless. And then we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 314. I'm Jason the TV TVholic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me...
1: Ivy from the TV Times 3 podcast guest star roles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle from notaryruns.net. And I guess TV times three. Yes. Thank you. uh, (laughs) Third week in a row.
0: Thank you both for uh, joining me this week to, to talk a little spring TV. It's been an interesting week.
1: I'm glad that this week is still this week and it's not next week. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Or is it?
0: Well, we would have made for an interesting, uh, podcasting on next Monday where I could just double up and do two episodes in one day. (laughs) And, uh, Which would be interesting. That's something you can't do on this podcast because, you know, when you're talking about stuff that's happened in the last week, you can't do it ahead of time, unfortunately.
1: That was a great thing about Blockbuster is we, because we were an evergreen show, we would record two and three episodes at a time.
0: Yeah. And then you can, you can put them together and put them out weekly and then come back Mm -hmm. and do a few more again. That, that works nicely. Or if Mm -hmm. you were doing a show, About a specific show, and you had access to episodes ahead of time, you could
1: backlog some of those. But uh, this has been. Ah, screeners. Oh, how I missed thee.
0: (laughs) This has been an interesting week as we're talking here a little bit. Uh, We're recording on a Friday. We normally record on Mondays. But uh, I had a huge windstorm come through the Seattle area, which knocked out power all over the place, which left me not able to, well, you know, watch any TV on. Uh, on the Sunday before we're going to record. So we decided to reschedule. But in that period of time, I also got sick. So we decided to reschedule again, but then Ivy was traveling. So we rescheduled again. And here we are (laughs) on Friday taking a break. Well, I am anyways, from watching daredevil episodes to record a podcast about spring TV. Uh, but before we get to all the news, I wanted to mention next month, April is listener month. If you'd like to come on and do what Ivy is doing right now, or we'll be doing here with, and Kyle and talk to one of us about, uh, about your favorite shows or how we're really wrong about one of your favorite shows or, or whatever. Carl had a great time last, uh, last year coming on. He already wrote in and is going to be on, In April, so we're down to two spots. And if you'd like to be one of the other two, send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com or leave a comment in the show notes or hit us up on Twitter and uh, we'll get back to you and uh, figure out a time that works. And with that, we'll jump into the news. Since we're recording on Friday, we've got all last week's news (laughs) along with pretty much all of this week's news. So... Unless a lot of stuff happens over the weekend, look for next week's episode to be really small on on (laughs) the news segment. But we have not a shocker. ABC has
2: canceled of Kings and Prophets uh, after two episodes. This was so obviously going to happen that I didn't even bother to watch either episode. I'm like, they're never going to air the whole thing. I'm not even wasting my time. I already have too many things to watch.
1: Well, I have I had no real desire to watch this in the first place. But the one thing I was curious about was, at least when they were talking about it during TCA, it seemed like there was I don't know if unrated is the right way to refer to it, but uh, episodes that they they had to cut out a lot or or not show a lot because it was a network show are and they're going to play out the put the rest of these out online. Are they going to give out the unrated versions online, or is it going to be the uh, the network-ready versions. That's the only thing I'm curious about, and I say that from the sense of I'm still not going to watch them. I'm just curious <laughs> just about
2: it. Curious about it. Yeah. Maybe if they put the unrated ones, they'll say, this is amazing. We have so many people watching it.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's one of those things is the, the whole thing of the show was it was like somebody went in and said, hey, the, religious programming has been doing kind of good here recently. So is Game of Thrones. Why don't we try and mix those two things together but put it on broadcast tv <laughs> and you're just like well then you miss a whole element <laughs> of of uh of, of like the game of thrones type of uh you know what they can do for on a paid preview you know on a premium cable network i don't know it just didn't really seem like a good idea i don't know but it just always seemed like especially when you didn't hear Anything good really coming out about it. And the first episode, people pretty much rejected flat out. (laughs) They didn't even give it a sample. And it and it and it dropped off pretty badly from there. So they were saying it
2: did worse than Wicked City, (laughs) which is pretty bad. (laughs) That's that's a low bar.
0: That's wicked bad. (laughs) But that's enough about that. We'll move on to uh, some better news. AMC has renewed Better Call Saul for a third season, which is also not a surprise. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm happy about that. I can't that. believe it's um, been
1: two seasons already. That was felt like it just happened.
2: Well, the f- second season just started, right? It's yes. only like three episodes in. Yeah, it's
0: not that far into it, but but it's doing well. Still getting a lot of critical praise, so they're going to continue. That's, that show's going to go five or however many seasons pretty much whatever they want <laughs> however however many they can figure out how to tell the story leading up to wherever they they started in uh his character in in breaking bad next cbs announced that the upcoming fifth season of person of interest will be its last that's uh, not really a surprise especially Nothing since they to add there especially since, I, they, yeah. especially since they've waited to put it on so late and it's going to basically play into the summer even though they're going to double pump the episodes <laughs> twice a week uh, but uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to the spring preview. Uh Cinemax announced that Outcast is getting a second season even though the first season hasn't even played yet. So cable
2: channels should just order 2 right away. They all do the same thing.
0: <laughs> I uh, there's very very few uh, especially the premium cable channels that they ever don't order a second season. So yeah, they ought to just order two to begin with and then decide on more
1: wasn't there somewhere else that got i mean wasn't there another was it outlander maybe that got its second season before the first season had started there was something recently yeah that was that it was before the second
2: vinyl did right oh no vinyl got it right after it aired yeah uh, yeah there was something else
0: i think uh it wasn't it wasn't like right before but i black sails got like a second season before it had really aired much of its first season
1: yeah, but there was one that was there was one that was before it even started, and I was really surprised that they had that much faith in it. And I don't want to say it was Outlander now that now that we're talking about it, but I could be completely making that up. Which I think there totally was another one.
2: I think there was another one too. That's sort
0: of becoming a thing you know, now too. You know they they see the whole season and are pretty confident.
1: It was Mr. Robot that I was thinking about. Yeah, that. So it wasn't a yeah.
0: That might have been that that might have got to
1: yeah, the episode was online, but it wasn't I don't think it yeah, had aired right. on. It, they,
0: that's right it had been out there for like a month or something like that, and then they decided to uh i think they did before it before it actually aired started airing the season on u s a
1: yeah, but I digress, I apologize. It happens. You're filling the Amory role yeah. today. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, it's one of your four.
2: <laughs>
0: we'll move on to the CW, which basically was like, "Hey, if ABC can renew everything, so can we," <laughs> and basically did. So they've renewed The Hundred for a fourth season, Arrow for a fifth, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for a second, The Flash for a third, iZombie for a third, Jane the Virgin for a third. Legends of Tomorrow for a second, The Originals for a fourth, Rain for a fourth, and The Vampire Diaries for an eighth.
1: I have to admit, I was a little surprised that, that The Vampire Diaries got another season.
0: I'm not overly surprised that that one might get another season just because it's been on so long and, and you know, it's, we already know that What a, why am I f- blanking on its name? The supernatural is already <laughs> is is already renewed. That that show that show never dies. So
2: <laughs> you know,
0: they do, and then they come back. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I could see something like this that's been on for a long time. Especially if they were going to keep the originals, I could see them keeping those two together. I guess that's kind of working for them on on Fridays. I think the real surprise is Rain. Yeah, is the biggest surprise, Mm. and then also probably maybe because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend got the the Golden Globe, maybe that gives it a little something because, but nobody's watching it. So, but the
1: I didn't even know Rain was still on. (laughs) Sorry,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'll be part of the spring preview. We'll talk about when the rest of the season is coming back. (laughs) We're doing a lot of previewing of the preview. But yeah, they, they basically renewed a bunch of stuff. Uh I'm glad not really surprised that the Hunter would come back, but you know, glad that the Hunter's gonna be coming back. Really glad that iZombie will be coming back. I really I've really started to really like that show. I think they they've really gotten into a groove of what they're doing on that, and but it's not really knocking the rating socks off either. But a lot of their shows get watched in other places and other ways, you know, online and the apps and all that type of stuff. So it's not all about the ratings. And then uh, as I read someplace, uh, I guess basically the idea is is that while the network itself doesn't actually make any money, all their shows make money. Mm. So... Over like overall, so since it's a you know, a joint venture between Warner Brothers and CBS and all the shows are produced by those two things, if the production company is making money on both of those fronts, but the network itself is not,
2: overall it's a it's a net positive. Think of the network as like a advertising, yeah. <laughs> ten hours a week advertising for their it, streaming and but then also
0: they can put DVDs. It, they're selling these shows into other markets and, you know, around the world and stuff like that. And so, they're they're making, the production companies are making money on it. And so that that's good enough, uh, I guess. But we'll move on to the next thing on the list, which is what do we got here? Fox has renewed Gotham for a third season. I guess that. I guess it didn't... I don't know that it really picked up, but it didn't really drop off anymore, I guess, with their Rise of the Villains arcs here that they've been doing. So that'll be coming back. Uh, Freeform has renewed Shadowhunters for a second season. Why? (laughs) I quit after the first episode. I couldn't watch anymore. I
1: I made it to two. Barely.
0: (laughs) It's not good. But announced that the... Well, whenever they, whatever upcoming episodes they have for Switch at Birth will end its run with five seasons.
2: I guess it'll make it 103 episodes, whatever that <laughs> random number
0: happens. Uh, that's another I one know, of those what? weird things. Like, they couldn't have stopped at 100 or done a few more, come up with something. It's kind of like uh, the Bones <laughs> renewal, going, yeah, we're coming back, but... We're only going to do 12 and end with a nice 246. And
2: you're just like, "What?
0: <laughs> you could have done a 16 Math is episode. Hard. You could have done a Come on, you could have done a 16 episode final season and get a nice 250 episodes. That's just
2: kind of ridiculous. Uh, History has renewed Vikings for a fifth season. I was really surprised. I assumed last year when they did the 20 episode fourth season, I was like, okay, they ordered a double season, this that, is it. That sort of like thing. We're going to split it, even how they're splitting the airings, I like. But now they ordered another double episode, double length season, so I guess the show is going to be on for a long time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe it's one of those where they, they had uh, usually it's they come up to wherever their contract years are or whatever, and in that last season, they tend to go yeah, we're renewing you, but for a super big season. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to air one year apart, the two halves. But it's still a single part season. Part A and part B, it's not. Yes, we have been doing 10 episode seasons, but, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's doing uh, really well for them. I mean, there are some Viking fans out there. And then lastly, NBC has renewed Little Big Shots for a second season because, you know, Steve Harvey and kids.
2: I mean, he doesn't have enough shows on TV. (laughs) That's one I haven't even bothered to watch. I I think I I get the gist of what it is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's like it's basically kids say the
0: darndest things. What (laughs) Steve Harvey
2: reacts,
0: (laughs) and there you go. But yeah, that's that's all the news that's come out in the last couple weeks.
1: So, not much going on, basically.
0: Yeah, it's just you
2: know, uh, no. very little. Uh, we, now, after after we record this, we'll log on to our Twitter and see if some other network announced a whole
0: bunch cancellations. Another giant Friday re- yeah, bunch of renewals or something like that. Yeah, you'll see that like NBC has renewed a whole bunch of stuff or something, which would be fine. It'd give uh, Amory, Kurt, and I something to talk about <laughs> when we record next week's episode.
1: Well, I knew, I mean, I know we just talked about it, but I was still pretty impressed that CW renewed their entire roster. I mean, with the exception of Containment, which hasn't aired yet, they renewed everything. Which and, was...
2: they and they haven't announced Significant Mother yet. I'm waiting on that one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I really actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I know it sounds sarcastic, but that was like more of a summer <laughs> show, I think. Not really a fall show. So, yeah. who knows?
1: That's just, that's just, that's a big swing. Shows that they really have confidence in their...
0: I think that they're trying to show some confidence for some things, like a crazy ex-girlfriend and Jane the Virgin, that get actual critical praise and actually have won some awards, even if it's a Golden Globe. And then they've you know kept a lot of some fan favorites, and then uh, the obvious stuff that's doing really well, you know, the Arrows, Flashes, and Legends of Tomorrow, uh, and The 100... And then you can totally see Vampire Diaries and Originals being kept. You know, you they moved those to a Friday. It seems to be working well enough. I mean, it's not like they've ever really done super well on Friday nights with anything there much before. So, And they're trying to continue to build out to do more year-round programming so that there's always new stuff. And they're there's not a lot of off times where there's not something new airing. I could totally see something like rain taking over for like Beauty and the Beast, which will end this summer and, and becoming like a summer show next year where, you know, maybe it's a shorter season and just runs in the summer. And
1: you scared me for a second. I thought that you were implying that Beauty and the Beast was back, but that's gone, right?
0: No, it's gone, but it has one more season that airs the summer.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I just I just got like, you know, nightmare flashbacks.
0: But yeah, so but I could see something like that becoming uh Also, you got to look at some of the some of the type of stuff some of the stuff gets renewed because CBS needs to keep some stuff on the air when it's mostly CW, you know, Warner or Warner Brothers stuff that's, you know, like Arrow and Flash or stuff like that that's producing some of the actual bigger numbers of people actually watching it live and stuff like that. And a good portion Mm -hmm. of their lineup is Warner Brothers shows that are doing, you know, that are continually get kept. And so some stuff like that, like, like rain. I mean, I think that's main, that's like between international sales and needing to keep something on the air. I think that's why beauty and the beast kept going for, a couple seasons in the summer is, is CBS still has some stuff on the, on the network. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see most of that stuff back. I mean, i watch a lot of it. So if they're going to bring back some of the stuff that I don't watch as well, I don't care as long as they're bringing back the stuff I do. And to me, they've got, they've got plenty of time to, to air stuff over the course of the, of the year. I, I would like them to, I'd actually be interested to see, a couple more things show up scripted wise uh over the summer on the c w as opposed to some of their you know reality stuff or the comedies that they buy from someplace else and try and put on uh, that mm-hmm. haven't exactly worked so well but but yeah I mean everybody's going to more year round
2: programming, so that's when you only have 10 hours a week to program it's a lot easier to do that <laughs> than these other networks
0: but they you know they they'll have it's one of those where you look at it and you go well then what kind of new stuff are they going to do because they have some stuff in development but like i said they could they could pick some of those stuff those things up some of these shows could get moved around some of these shows could get different number of orders For episode orders, you know, maybe they go away from doing 22 episodes of all these things. Maybe they do some shorter seasons like they've been doing with The 100. I think that works really well for that show. A lot more
2: compact. and I think it works well for 90% of the shows. (laughs) (laughs) But the networks don't want to change their ways with their 22 episodes.
0: And if you're going to shorten some of your shows, you need more shows to still be able to air the same number of you know, scripted hours over the,
2: over the course of a year. But, you know, that's what we need. There's more shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's why I'm happy to see, like, the originals and the Vampire Diaries renewed two hours uh, that fill up a slot that I don't have to worry about watching. <laughs> uh, but with that,
0: we'll move on to the spring TV preview. And we're going to go over the fall schedule or the fall schedule. I just said the spring schedule, the spring TV schedule. This, this podcast took so long to record that we're already on the phone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, wasn't that final season of Beauty and the Beast a beauty? Uh, that's right.
1: No, 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 it wasn't. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, we'll go over the schedule starting with uh, Sunday, go through. S- to Saturdays, we'll talk about uh, each day, give some premiere dates, return dates, uh, and then we'll each sort of talk about the shows we're looking forward to either having back or the new shows we're looking forward to watching. And we'll start with Sunday. Uh, Sunday will continue to be Once Upon a Time, which is retur- which returned on March 6th, followed by new show, The Family, and then the return of Quantico. CBS continues to have Madam Secretary and The Good Wife. And then as of March 20th, Elementary will be closing out the night uh, to finish out its season run. And then later in May, Undercover Boss returns on May 15th on the night in place of of The Good Wife. And then Fox continues to have its comedy lineup. NBC has uh, Little Big Shots, which started up on the 13th on that on that night Uh, and then that'll be followed by the Carmichael show and then crowded Uh, Carmichael show and crowded got premieres after the voice but they'll both be airing new episodes as of the 13th and then the 20th respectively and that'll be followed by Hollywood game night As of the 13th of March. And then Dateline NBC will take that spot in April. Uh, Then we also have on Fox, Border Town moves up to before Bob's Burgers. And then there will be some uh, little Big Shots reruns taking place before new episodes of Little Big Shots because apparently they really love their little Big Shots over there at NBC. Then on the cable side of things... We have the show everybody's waiting for—the return of *Fear the Walking Dead*, returning on April 10th, and that'll be followed by *Talking Dead* on April 10th because apparently they're going to continue that. Talk show about that one too afterwards, <laughs> as well. I guess uh, CMT has a comedy called *Still the King*, that premieres on June 12th. Hallmark has episodes of Wind Calls the Heart continuing to air. Uh, HBO has episodes of Vinyl Girls and Togetherness continuing to air here for a little bit, but then as of April 24th, we'll have Game of Thrones followed by the return to Silicon Valley and Veep. Uh, PBS has Call the Midwife starting up on April 3rd. A new season of Grantchester on March 27th, also a new season of Mr. Selfridge starting up on March 27th. Showtime has House of Cards. House of Lies? Yeah, House of Lies. That's right. (laughs) I was just lying about what the name of the show was. House of Lies starting up on April 10th. That'll be followed by new show Dice, also on the 10th of April. And then that'll be followed by the new season of Penny Dreadful on May 1st. And then S.T.A.R.S. has The Girlfriend Experience starting up on April 10th. Just a few things on Just Sundays.
2: Ton of stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so
1: we'll all be watching cable on Sundays and not networks, right?
2: I'm doing probably 50-50. I'm watching a lot of the network stuff, too. Well, I
0: have... I I mean, I got a lot of catch-up to do, but Madam Secretary and The Good Wife, I'm probably just going to wait till the rest of the season, and then I'll just mainline the last you know, 15 episodes of The Good Wife or
2: whatever. I'm leading up behind. to the big finale.
0: Yeah, and going to continue to watch Elementary. I really like that show. And uh, still watching Quantico for some reason, but we'll talk about that more later <laughs> in the primetime segment. And then... The Carmichael show is fantastic, so I'll continue to watch that. Uh, Crowded, not so much. And I'll probably at least check out the second season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead just to see what that's going to maybe be now that it's... On a boat? (laughs) (laughs) On a boat! Fear the Walking Dead on a boat. That's right. I'm a zombie on a boat.
1: With their flippy-floppies?
0: Well, they're all pretty flippy-floppy, but... (laughs) And then, obviously, Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, and Veep. Uh, Definitely be checking out uh, all of those when those return. And then we'll check out The Girlfriend Experience to see what what that's all about.
2: I mean... Apparently it's based off of some movie... (laughs) But I've never seen the movie, but I did really like Soderbergh's uh, in the uh, the Nick, so I may give him a shot and see how that is. It's weird. It's only a half hour show, but and the subject matter, and they're airing it at eight o'clock. It just seems really odd. <laughs> I mean, it is premium <laughs> cable, but yeah, it's sort of a weird. I think it's
0: basically, uh, yeah, we're not going to put it up against Game of Thrones. <laughs> we're going to put it on a different <laughs> mm. time. Uh, on Sunday nights, I think it's interesting that they're not just going to use it as a continuation. Since they seem to put most of their shows on
2: like Friday or Saturday. Well, yeah on
0: on on Saturday nights for the most part. I mean they have uh, you know Outlander uh, coming up. It almost would have seemed like they could have put those back to back, or they could have spread them out a little bit. I don't know, but. Mostly, you're just like, "Oh, great! Thanks, stars. That's what we need. Another show on Sunday nights.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least it's only thirty minutes."
1: Yeah, I think I'm watching about half of
2: what you are, Jason.
1: <laughs>
0: it sounds the girlfriend experience almost sounds a little bit like was the Billy Piper show?
2: Yeah, it's a Secret of a Call Girl. Yeah, or, it, yeah.
0: It, it almost it almost sounds a, a little bit like that.
2: Well, that's like that CMT show that you mentioned that Still the King sounds like a ripoff of Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, except with Billy Ray <laughs> Cyrus. It's like, that's a selling point. <laughs> like, I really want to watch that one. Yeah,
0: except so that one sounds like he ends up also pretending to be a minister at a church so or something like that. And so so
2: it's, it's Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll meets Impastor. Yeah, which <laughs> that's not really a good combo. <laughs> And also a weird
0: thing because it seems like it, there is another show besides Impastor that seems like in the last year or something like that that was also like a, about somebody faking being a minister or something like that. And you're like, when did this become a thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like a, to put into to a show. But yeah, overall, I think just for the most part, there's. A couple things I plan on checking out, but mainly just game, you know, the HBO stuff and, you know, the Carmichael show and Elementary and then The Good Wife once I, you know, find a 15 hour block
1: (laughs) of time. (laughs) uh, Is anybody watching The Family?
2: I'm really enjoying it. I've been like I've seen every episode that's aired so far and I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, kind of more than I expected to. Am I liking it?
2: It's been like nice and twisty and mystery upon mystery that they keep adding in.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that. We'll talk about Quantico later. I'm sure. And Elementary is still one of those shows that I think moving it to Sunday is going to help with me because it'll give me something to watch on Wednesday when there's nothing to watch. and then, yeah, Game of Thrones and uh, Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, Girlfriend Experience. And I'm still looking forward to Walking Dead. And I say, I mean, Fear of the Walking Dead. And I say that as somebody who doesn't watch the main show, I am, I, like, I'm, I'm, I am confident in my faith that this setup is something I'm much more interested in watching. And that's watching society devolve. And if we get away from that this season, I'm giving it one more chance to bring it in.
0: But it seems like they went through so much of that so fast. I thought that that was more of what the show was going to be, and it seems like it devolved really quickly, and almost seemed like when it ended that it was right close to being like a similar time frame to when Rick woke up in the hospital.
2: Like, yeah, it's true. Which I, I'm like, I, I I enjoyed it way more the second time I watched the season. Who uh, has time to watch. Crap well, I have like the thing, Second time. I, it's only six episodes. I got it for <laughs> six review.
1: episodes, man.
2: I got it for review, and now I have the special edition for review that I got to review this weekend. So I'm going to be watching it for like almost a third time. So, uh, like, it's a, I actually it, so the first time I watched it, yeah, I thought it was a little slow and a little boring but I did enjoy it more the second time and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more interested in it coming back than I thought I would be when I watch it that very first time. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I, Again, I watched I the say, talk.
1: Shit. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Yep. I didn't interrupt you three times. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Third time. <laughs> well, Jason, you, you ask about not having time. It's because I don't, I've, that's the great thing about not writing about television anymore. I can watch the stuff that I want to watch and not even I like I said I'm going to watch half as much as you are on Sunday nights, and it's great. I know, you but try I'm, watching,
2: it. I'm watching twice as much as you. On, so I'm watching I'm watching Madam Secretary, The Good Wife, uh, on ABC. I'm watching The Family, and still Quantico, I guess, and then uh, NBC. I could care less about those two comedies. Uh, Fox, I'm watching Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons, uh, Family Guy, Last Man on Earth, then walk, uh, Talking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, then Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, Veep, <laughs> and then uh, Dice is... Re- I I was surprised how much I enjoyed Dice. It's, it's basically Andrew Dice Clay doing a similar, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm type of show where he plays like this, like version of himself but it's like they have these really super awkward moments where like sometimes he's just being really cheap and he's just or he's being just really offensive and he's not trying to be offensive but he is and like it it reminds me a lot of um of Curb Enthusiasm, so I, I didn't expect. Well, with a lot worse language and <laughs> and uh, and jokes and things, but um, I enjoyed it way more than I expected to. I, I did only watched the first episode, but it's only six episodes in the first season. Mm. But yeah, that's why I may not bother with the girlfriend experience. We'll see uh, what happens.
0: Yeah, well, we're all watching so much TV that none of us are really bothering with the
1: girlfriend experience. <laughs> oh i'm I'm gonna watch that. Did I not say that I'm put that on my list? I think he was making I think, another
0: <laughs> I think I missed the joke
1: <laughs> yeah i totally I totally missed that one. Oh, you mean the real life girlfriend experience There you go
2: <laughs> yeah
1: all right yeah i sorry, I'm with you now, and sadly, yeah, I'm we're... with you now yeah, and, and
0: sadly, we're all sad. <laughs>
2: Kyle, you're not watching the Carmichael show? I've I'm still watching it because I caught up, but it's not a show. I don't really care for the format. It feels like it's like a play and I'm being lectured. Like it's just more like a debate rather than like It is, but it's hilarious. Actual, like, the, show they,
0: the show they did about Bill Cosby was hilarious. I mean to bring up that subject matter, but yet the show was still funny. I thought it was, it was really well done. I think they do a good job in bring you know, every episode sort of has a topic, but I like the idea that it's a debate, that it's not, you're not really being lectured to like this is the thing you should believe necessarily, is usually one of them ends up taking a, an angle on something that you wouldn't necessarily expect him, expect him to, like like in this one. Gerard still wants to go, he still wants to go to a Bill Cosby show because it's something fond from his childhood and he'd never seen Bill Cosby in person and, uh, but I don't know, it was, I just thought, I just think it's a a very interesting show the way that they do it because we've had some other shows recently that have tried to tackle, be more topic based and stuff like that and they don't, don't necessarily uh, do it all that well, but we'll move on to Monday's. Uh, which, thanks to us recording late, afforded us to uh, wait just long enough for CBS to finally actually announce their spring schedule. <laughs> and so we actually have some uh, uh, some stuff uh, for that, which includes some stuff on Mondays. ABC will have Dancing with the Stars, new season starting up on March 21st. And then it'll, Castle will continue to follow that. CBS will have Supergirl and Scorpion and NCIS LA. And then later in April, Mike and Molly will move into the Supergirl time period on the the 25th. And then as of May 2nd, odd couple episodes will start playing on the night as well, but also we'll be playing on Thursday nights. And then Person of Interest will start playing on Monday nights as of May 9th, but it'll also be playing on Tuesday nights, but we'll get to that in the next segment. The CW has crazy ex-girlfriend and Jane, the Virgin finishing out their seasons. And then rain returns to finish out its third season as of April 25th. Fox has Gotham and Lucifer finishing out, and then new show Houdini and Doyle will take over the Lucifer time period as of May 2nd. NBC ha- continues on with The Voice and Blindspot to finish out their seasons. And over on cable, A&E recently had Bates Motel and new show Damien start up on the 7th of March. AMC continues to have Better Call Saul And then later, on April 25th, has a new season of Turn, Washington Spies, coming back. Sci-Fi has 12 Monkeys, followed by new show Hunters. Monkeys starts on the 18th of April, Hunters starts on the 11th. TBS has American Dad, followed by new show The Detour, starting up on... April 11th, and then they still have uh, episodes of Full Frontal with Samantha B airing before Conan on Monday nights for a while now. And then on streaming, Netflix has the, I believe it's going to be like the 10th season of Trailer Park Boys. It'll all be there on March 28th. So if you thought Trailer Park Boys were gone, they're back. Just on an online streaming network, and that is Mondays. So, uh, Kyle, what are uh, what Monday shows are you gonna <laughs> be closing out the season with, or new shows you'll be picking up uh, as they start up here?
2: i definitely be continuing with Supergirl, uh, and Castle, and Blindspot, and Gotham, and Lucifer. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin. (laughs) Way too many shows. Uh, I'm also, the newest season of Bates Motel has been really good, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, Damien, I watched the first episode and I may be one and done with that one. Uh, Better Call Saul, I'm really enjoying. Turn, Washington Spies, now that I'm actually caught up with the second season, I'll probably watch the third season. Um, The Magicians, I'm really enjoying. We'll talk about that later. Uh, 12 monkeys i'm really looking forward to that coming back um and then as far as the new shows um houdini and doyle looks like a lot of fun um it's basically about um what's his name arthur conan doyle and harry houdini uh i guess they really knew each other in real life uh and so this is them like helping scotland yard to solve crimes Uh, So it looks like a lot of fun, like fun mixed with uh, mystery and and uh, it comes from like the people that did house and something else Uh, or the librarian TV movies. So it it should have that fun and interesting mix. Hunters on sci-fi. I watched the first episode and it comes from Gail Ann Hurd, who does uh, The Walking Dead. It's basically about these like alien hunters uh well they're hunting like these alien terrorists uh i wasn't overwhelmed by the first episode but i'll uh, seeing as it's her and it's on sci-fi i'll give it a, a little leeway and watch a little bit more plus the screener i had was like rough effects and things so i'll, I'll watch that uh once it airs uh, and then the detour, which it sounds like it's basically like the vacation movies, but as like a half hour TV show. <laughs> so I'm interested to check that out and see how that is. But so far, the TBS comedies have been really hit or miss. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one. I think this one's a hit
0: and not just because it stars Natalie Z, but <laughs> that's just that's a bonus. the only reason I would watch <laughs> that's, that's just a bonus. And, you know, she's just as good at comedy, basically taking on the Samantha B role since it's uh, written and produced by Samantha B and her husband. And it's based on some of their family vacations. (laughs) And I'm sure embellished from there because the amount of stuff that happens to them in just the first episode would kind of put (laughs) like more than happens in in vacation. But I found it to be really funny uh and the family interaction was was really good and I think it could be it looks it looks like it'll be you know a fun ride so to speak, but it definitely has a lot of the original vacation m- movie and some of the things that that happened in that are sort of paralleled here. But it also has an interesting little twist at the end as to what the overall show might actually be here. So that was kind of interesting as well. But I did find the first episode to be surprisingly funny, uh, considering that it is such a take – on something that you're just like, isn't this just vacation, like a TV show? Like you said, Kyle, and then you're like, it is. Well,
2: I just watched the trailer, and I'm (laughs) like, it looks like it's vacation, pretty much. Vacation or RV, because, like, the (laughs) RV plot is more there, too, with, like, him losing his job or something and not wanting to tell them. or,
0: And, yeah, and deciding to, uh, I
2: mean, deciding to drive instead of fly down
0: for their vacation. And so, yeah, that's – but – and. As they say, uh, comedy ensues as they, <laughs> as they go through. But uh, also on the subject of hunters, I watched the first two. And I wasn't overly enamored with it as well. It's kind of interesting. There's these aliens. They don't know where they came from or why why they're here or really much about them at all. But they also seem to be acting like some terrorist cell, you know. Like they are in these terrorist cells. That so there, there's a special group, you know, that's a, you know secret government agency that's tasked with the, tracking them. And you know, there's a couple of little twists in you know in things and how the the ultimate team that ends up working together and why and and stuff, but the action was okay and, but the story didn't really grab me that much. I was like, we've seen, I mean, how many times do we have to have a story where the guy ends up on the team because his wife is abducted by the group and he's trying to find him. The, the other, you know, the, the secret group is trying to find him. Ultimately they end up working together. Have you heard that story before? <laughs> you know, and, You know, why did the group take, you know, the lady but hasn't seemed to have killed her? You know, uh, because there's also that they look human. And while internally they're not human, externally they look and sound and feel human. And so he starts questioning whether his wife was actually one of them or not. And uh, I don't know. I just... I think there was sort of enough there to check out given the run that sci-fi is kind of on. I haven't been really enamored with everything in the beginning, but stuff has turned out to be pretty good as we'll talk about the magicians here. And when we get to the prime time segment, Uh, so, you know, if it heads in that sort of trajectory uh, or like the expanse, which took a little while to, you know, sort of become something, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to give them a, a chance to see if it, uh, if a few episodes in, it it sort of becomes uh, as interesting as those. I'm really looking forward to the return of Twelve Monkeys. I really enjoyed the first season, but that's that's it on the cable side. I'll continue to watch all the stuff I'm watching uh, on the broadcast side, you know, until their seasons end. Uh, but I'm uh, looking forward to Houdini and Doyle. Uh, as you said, Kyle, because of the people behind it uh, and the, the that style of show, I'm sort of like, you know, that uh, the mystery element, uh, but then also sort of a historical element, uh, but also a comedic element, which is really sort of what brings me around. And so, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really interested in that one. That one sounds fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, it will play into the summer, so that, uh, uh, that should be good. How about you, Ivy? What are, what are you going to well, be I'm, checking I'm, out?
1: I'm really surprised that Castle is still a thing. I did know it was still airing, he says tongue-in-cheek. Um, you know, I, I, obviously I'm still enjoying Supergirl. I think that's, that's a fairly well-done show. I mean, it still has its flaws, but I think it's kind of unique, uh, and I, I'm enjoying that.
0: Yeah, the Red Kryptonite episode was really good.
1: Yeah. And it just shows that it just shows the range that Melissa Benoist has. I mean, we kind of only think of her as the character from Glee and then and and Kara Carr, excuse me, is very similar to the character from Glee, but she really has a great deal more range than I think she's she's been able to show. Um I will I will probably check out Houdini and Doyle just because you guys are, are talking so highly about it. But honestly I am so sick and tired of procedurals that I'm d i am I doubt that I'll stick with it. Uh, the Voice continues to be the only reality show that I watch and, and truly enjoy, and I think Blind Spot is is really good, despite me just knocking procedurals there a second ago. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that, because, well, it's a procedural, but it's not. It's not, I mean, it's a case of the week thing, but it's, you know, at least it's not your standard cop show. And, and I, I'll still watch Chicago PD, but that, that to me, or, or Castle, I think is kind of that perfect example of the... Um, what is it they say on on the, pod, the 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 not a cop show? You know, yeah, it's, cop, um, not I'm a so cop. tired. Well, well yeah, Houdini a cop, and
2: Doyle is not a cop, not a cop, plus a cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: just so um, I'm so tired of procedurals that it's just they're just not not interesting to me anymore. Uh, on the cable side, well, I, that I'm one's really supposed hoping to also
0: have sort of a supernaturally. Yeah, all their cases are it.
2: supernatural based.
1: Yeah, yeah, again, but uh, that's and. Now again, not a thing I'm into at this point. It, they've got to be a draw. Um, he says as he's about to to take that back in other ways. But it's like historical um,
0: X Files or historical supernatural.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't watch didn't watch either of those shows. So you know, you know, that's what I'm kind of saying. I'm really hoping Turn um, is able to recover from what I thought was a very uneven second season. Um, I mean, Kyle, now that you've watched it, like the. The, the was it is either a George Washington flashback episode or a George Washington hallucination episode or maybe both at the same time in the middle of the second season that I just went, what is this show about anymore? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, we're do, we're doing George Washington episodes now. We can really have some fun. But no, it's just like, no, Jason, you're right. Twelve Monkeys to me has quietly become one of the best science fiction shows on television. Uh, And I think that's saying a lot right now because there's a lot of really good science fiction shows on these days, but it is a phenomenally well-done show. Um, And I will give Hunters a try um, just because I like good science fiction, and maybe this won't be good science fiction, but um, I think you've got to— You've got to give that kind of stuff a chance when they're giving it to you. If, as a as a fan of science fiction and kind of genre shows, um, when they take a swing, you got to give it a shot. So I will I will definitely give that a shot. But again, about half as much as you guys are watching. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, Scorpion. I guess that's the one thing I'm still watching. But it, it kind of goes into that same mindset of there's a couple of procedurals that I'm still holding on to, Elementary and Scorpion, that will be. My Wednesday shows, since nothing seems to be on on Wednesdays anymore.
0: Well, we're not ready to talk about Wednesday yet, but on to Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) ABC has Fresh Off the Boat and The Real O'Neills that just started. And that's followed by Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then now, Beyond the Tank, which will be taking over the now-canceled of Kings and Prophets time slot on Tuesday nights as of March 22nd. CBS has NCIS, NCIS New Orleans, and Limitless finishing out their seasons. And then as of May 3rd, Person of Interest will start airing on Tuesdays. And then the next Monday, it'll be on Monday and then also on Tuesday until it finishes out its 13-episode run. The CW has The Flash and iZombie continuing out their seasons. And then new show Containment starts April 19th in the iZombie time slot. Fox has their 2-hour comedy block continuing. NBC has The Voice, followed by Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. Over on cable, AMC has new show The Night Manager starting up on April 19th. DirecTV has You, Me, Her starting up on April 12th. Freeform has Shadowhunters finishing out its first season. And that'll be followed by Stitchers as of March 22nd. I find it interesting that they're sticking that in the end of the night time slots since Shadowhunters is ending in a couple episodes and Pretty Little Liars is gone already off the Tuesday night schedule. It just seems weird now that all of a sudden they're going to be airing a show in like you know, "quote unquote" the ten o'clock hour, when most of their they stuff must have
2: something else. They must have something else that's coming. I don't know if
0: they have. Yeah, if they do, they haven't announced it yet, because that's the only thing they're advertising that's that's coming. Uh, I would have thought that it would have you know just use that one just slot, taking over are... one of those other slots. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, MTV has. Awkward and Faking It that just returned last week on the 15th of March. And OWN has, If Loving You is Wrong, well, as of the 15th as well, uh, returning for a new season. And then the Mindy Project season uh, resumes on April 12th on Hulu. So, Ivy, what about Tuesdays?
1: I, you know, is there anything on Tuesdays? Yeah, so uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously, I think I, I, I'm a big fan of. I think it's doing uh, some really interesting things, and it's what, we're in our third season now, and I'm curious to see how they may or may not be setting up the spinoff, so that's something I've got my eye on. The Flash, iZombie, Contain. I mean, pretty much anything on CW, that's genre I'm watching, um, with the exception that I'll get to later. Again, The Voice... Uh, Chicago Med, I dumped and feel really, really good about it. But I'm still watching Chicago Fire um, and the other other Chicago stuff. Let's see. Uh, I think, you know, the Night Manager, I'm really interested in. I think I really that's kind of fits into my my other kind of love for shows. So let's see, and let's see, and the cast is phenomenal. And I have to admit, I completely forgot Stitcher's got another season. So <laughs> uh, just that was a bit of a shock when I saw that on the list. I was like, oh, that's a thing that we're still doing. OK, sure. Yeah. And I mean, faking it would been I
0: It would have been just perfect to take right over the Shadowhunters time
1: slot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it I seems really like it would be like a similar thing. audience. You would have thought they could like it would make sense yes. to slide them yeah. right in.
0: Terribly acted. Terribly acted sci-fi right into terribly acted (laughs) sci-fi
1: i can't if if either of those shows has an audience i'm sure it's the same thing um actually i'm not even
0: sure it's acted i think it's actually more written because there's actually some good actors on stitcher that i've seen do good work in other things and not so much on this so
1: yeah i watched all of stitchers last season and i will probably continue to watch it um this year again because Tuesday seemed to be a pretty night, light the light night for me either way. Um and obviously I'll talk about it later, uh, but faking it, I'm still enjoying it a great deal. That's it though. That, that's a kind of a light night.
2: How about you, Kyle? It is a light er night for me. <laughs> <laughs> like uh <laughs> Uh, Limit, Limitless, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I'm glad I, I caught up with that. I was like nine or ten episodes behind and caught up with that and then been watching that. Uh, ABC, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, I still think is a really good show this second season. Um, and then Real Neals, the I've, I thought it's, uh, that one's been really funny. Uh, I watched like the four screeners way back, so I'm excited to finally get some new episodes <laughs> starting next week. Um, and then hashtag
0: it, TV blogger problems.
2: <laughs> and then uh, Agents of Shield. Um, I'm still watching that. The whole Fox comedy lineup. Uh, the Flash, Eye Zombie. I'm interested uh, in Containment. I haven't seen anything about it. I just know it's about a containment of a of an illness. I'm sure you can talk more about it. Yeah, beware um, of spoilers, Kyle. Don't and get spoiled. Then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, awkward and faking it i think i'm about half a season behind on both of those i will
0: keep 4 to 6 feet away from both of you at all times that's <laughs> all i'll say
2: thank uh, you much appreciated you you me and her i think i was like one of the only people that like greg Poehler's last comedy uh which was uh welcome to sweden but this is on direct tv so there's no way I'm going to watch it anyway but it sounds interesting it's like a um like a polyamorous, uh, like a husband and wife invite a third woman into into their group, but it's a comedy. Uh, and like you said, Ivy, the Night Manager, the cast sounds like amazing. It has like Tom Hiddleston, Hugh Laurie, Olivia Coleman, um, Russell uh, Russell Tovey. It's basically a six part spy uh, miniseries from the UK. So that one I'm definitely planning on checking out.
0: Yeah, that one just based on the on the cast you could be like, what is the show about? And you're like, it doesn't matter. I want to see what those people are doing. That sounds interesting. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, I don't know about Stitchers. It's it's one of those like <laughs> you watch it and you just go, "But why?" But why? I like a lot of these people on the show. I remember them fondly from other things and I wish this was as good as those. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch some more of that. I mean, I've watched all of Shadowhunters so far, so... (laughs) You complain about (laughs) these shows, and then you continue to watch them. Uh, That's right. On the broadcast side of things, you know, it's S.H.I.E.L.D., all the stuff that I'm watching now, iZombie, The Flash, the Fox comedies, Limitless... Continue to watch all of those. Uh, really looking forward to Person of Interest. Even if it's the final season, I'm I'm glad that they knew it was a final season. They wrote it to be a final season, so it ends where I don't know if it's their original plan or wherever, but they wrote to an ending to the series. So there's no cliffhanger at the end of end of the 13 episodes that we'll all be like, wait, what? So Looking forward to that, and after watching the first two episodes of Containment, I'm actually really looking forward to checking that one out. Uh, the The rest of it, it's it's just what it is. It's Containment. Somebody gets sick, you know, comes in sick at a hospital, uh, and leaves, and then not long after, the doctor gets sick, uh, and then they're trying to track down people that she had been in contact with and then as they're trying to do that they decide you know they find that there's some sort of unknown virus that they don't know exactly what it is but it seems to be killing people very quickly within 48 hours and so they decide to cordon off a small area of atlanta around the hospital uh after finding the fam uh, the the guy and and the that they think is patient zero and then, but you have all these people now that are, some people end up getting caught inside. There's like a, a a police like captain or Lieutenant or something like that, that his girlfriend ends up inside the cordoned off area and he's outside. Uh, and- I
1: can't believe Kyle is not like like throwing the the banhammer down with all these spoilers. <laughs> I, I kind
0: of just tuned it out. <laughs> like, there's that that's all in the that's all in like the the trailers and stuff like that that you have. I didn't these. even look for a
2: trailer,
1: Kyle. Have I, you as Kyle yeah. even watched the trailers?
0: But basically, I, well, I, for that something out like
2: there. this, I definitely do because I'm supposed to talk about that one. I tried to look for a trailer. I couldn't find a trailer. Yeah. But basically, they have like. You
0: know that basically the small section gets cordoned off, and you have people inside and outside, uh, and they're trying to track, you know, the people that have come in contact, and they're hoping that within, you know, forty-eight hours they'll know if anybody else gets sick and be able to, you know, have clamped down on it and and ended it, uh, but given that it's a show <laughs> that it goes on for more than two episodes. You're probably pretty sure that that doesn't necessarily work out, but there's a couple of different mysteries that end up popping up within it around the, around the virus. And, and there's some interesting twists and turns that take place even in the first couple episodes. Uh, And the cast is pretty good. The acting is, is good. The, you know, the, the writing is good. And I think this is going to be a solid, a really solid, uh, uh, show that uh, after the first couple episodes, I'm really looking forward to checking out the the rest of it.
2: Does it have a short first season, or is it? I think uh, it's like only a-
0: ten episodes, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's only nine, ten episodes, somewhere, somewhere in the short, short number of episodes. Maybe it might be, it might be, it might do. I wonder if it actually, because I only saw it up to like maybe 10, but it might be that they're not all listed yet or something. So there could be as many, maybe they did 13. Uh, it, Cause it also does seem to take place sort of each episode almost takes place over the course of a day, almost kind of thing. So I don't know. So that, uh, when you, when you first hear about it, you're just like, eh, but after watching the first couple episodes, the, the idea of staying 4 to 6 feet away from people. It will, uh, it'll have you maybe that's what you got shake. you sick.
2: It'll what have... day did you watch the uh did you watch your screeners?
0: <laughs> no, I just watched them this morning, but <laughs> but yeah, I wish I had been uh, some time late last week. I wish I had been 4 to 6 feet and not shaking anybody's hand or touching anything. Uh, that, that's uh, that's like a line the person from the CDC comes in and somebody sticks out their hand and she's like nothing personal, but I'm not going to shake your hand, you know? But yeah, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And, uh, it's from, you know, it's from Julie Pleck, So, uh, but, uh, I think better than at least what the vampire diaries and stuff is now. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm definitely looking forward to on, uh, on Tuesday night. So there's, you know, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things as the season goes on and sort of into late spring, early summer, you know, like uh, containment and, you know, the night manager and, and stuff that I'll be, I'll be watching as a lot of this other stuff starts coming to an end in early May. And we'll move on to Wednesday to find out if there really is nothing on, like Ivy
2: says. I'm looking at it. (laughs) looks pretty packed to me. (laughs) Uh,
0: ABC's has, has the, uh, their comedy lineup continues. Uh, Nashville just returned uh, with apparently the wedding that everybody in America has been waiting for. Yeah, I was like but, that doesn't include me. I couldn't I didn't even
1: But like, I, I didn't know
0: it was I didn't even know what was happening until I saw that until I saw that <laughs> ad. And uh, okay, if 3 million people that watch your show is everybody in America, I did not know that math held up. But anyways, <laughs> Uh, CBS has Survivor and Criminal Minds that is now followed by new show Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. If you're wondering what that show is, it's Criminal Minds in, exotic, in exotic locales <laughs> that are played by not really that exotic locales. CW has Arrow and Supernatural finishing out their season. Fox has Rosewood and Empire, Empire, which will return on... March 30th, NBC has new show Heartbeat taking over the, what was there? The uh,
2: Mysteries of Laura? Yeah, the Mysteries Mysteries of Laura time period. It's kind of a good fit, though, (laughs) like if you were were watching that show.
0: Yeah, as in it's not really that good (laughs) either. (laughs) Um, That'll be followed by uh, Law & Order SVU and Chicago PD, over on cable, Comedy Central has Broad City episodes continuing, and I just put this on there because I like that the that there's a show called The Time Traveling Bong starting up on April twentieth.
2: It's like a three day miniseries, like it airs. <laughs> it airs <laughs> the twenty first
0: and twenty second, but I just like yeah. that it starts on four twenty. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, Directv <laughs> has the return of Rogue on March twenty third. Uh, Freeform continues with the Young and Hungry and Baby Daddy episodes for a bit. FX just had The Americans return for its fourth season last week. OWN has new show Greenleaf starting up on... Well, it starts up on the 24th of May, uh, but uh, will play on the 25th. Starting on the 25th on Wednesdays. One of Amory's favorite shows just returned on Pop TV. uh, Shit's Creek. That stars uh, Eugene Levy. Uh, apparently, a very funny comedy. So, if you like comedies like Amory likes comedies, you might like this comedy. I've yet to watch an episode
2: of it. I keep wanting to watch it, but I haven't found the time. Uh,
0: Pop TV is one of those stations that I have.
2: It's also only SD. Not in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, like TV Land, I only have it in, and Schitt's Creek hasn't, uh, at least like younger, uh, gotten me to actually check it out. Uh, Sundance TV has new show The Last Panthers starting up on April 13th. TV Land has new show Lopez, followed by new show Soul Man, uh, both starting up on March 30th. USA Network has uh, The Return of Royal Pains, which I believe is it's going to be its final season, starting up on May 18th. And WGN America uh, just had new show Underground which is getting a lot of uh, critical praise. start up a couple weeks weeks ago on the ninth of March. So, uh, Ivy, anything you'll be watching on Wednesdays?
1: I stand by my my hyperbolic statement that there's not a lot on, because at this point, right now, before we've a lot of stuff is repremiered. I really, I think one, I think I recorded nothing last Wednesday night, but. I, I'm still I am one of the three million people that watched the wedding that everyone was waiting for. <laughs> um, but I, I swear, I swear I only watch the show because of Claire Bowen and her voice and getting to hear what song she gets to sing this week, because I truly her voice is one of my favorite. You know, like she's one of my favorite singers, period. Forget that she's you know, it's based from a television show. Arrow, obviously, I'm still watching. Like I, I mentioned before, I'm I'm, I'm still hanging on to Chicago PD. Uh, it's the one per- true procedural that I really, actually, and in- actively enjoy and want to watch on a want to watch, not necessarily live, but same day. I want to say I'll give Heartbeat a chance, but that's a lie. So I won't, won't even say it. I, I didn't hate the premiere. It's that I, I did watch. I did get, did did get to see that premiere in the in the fall, um, and I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't hate it. To steal the to steal the phrase. Yeah, I just thought it was so cliched. Like yeah. Oh yeah.
0: The, I thought was, the it, saving somebody on a plane was so like
2: that all was just terribly shot, and it just seemed see, so fake. I thought it was cheesy fun, like the opening of of Mysteries of Laura. Like it's definitely the same kind of like light fun type of show. So. If, if you did, if you thought that Chicago, what was it? Um, what was that thing? Uh, the The hospital one that just ended. That was like super serious. Black something. Oh, Code Black. Code, code black. black. So if Code Black was way too serious for you, Heartbeat is like the complete opposite. It's like just wacky craziness. It's more on like the lines of like the Emily Owens type of light type of medical drama. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I love Code Black if that says anything. And I I didn't I didn't hate the premiere, so I will probably continue to watch it, but it's not I'm not one of those people that enjoyed mysteries of Laura and thought that it was a fun, you know, romp kind of show. So, um and I would totally be watching Underground if I had WGN America on my cable network, and I don't. So, um or I think I have it. I just don't have the package that includes it. But I would I would totally be watching that, but that's that's yeah, that's one Two, three, four shows. That's so. Yeah, it's easily the lightest night of the week I've got so far. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, about, how about you, Kyle? Well, Speaking of crazy,
2: so, so I'll be watching like Survivor and Criminal Minds. I did watch the premiere of Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. I don't know if I'll bother. It's more of the same, and I don't really need another hour of TV. So it was more that of one... the same, but worse. Honestly, ah, I didn't think it was worse. The, I thought it the
0: was opening of the the opening of the episode. When Americans leave the protected borders of the United States,
2: you know, and you go, wait, oh, I totally believe that we're we're right, like everyone's out to get us. And <laughs> yes, except
0: <laughs> except for the fact that there's been a show for eight seasons now about all the people who are not protected from inside the borders what? So, <laughs> so we're not safe anywhere. Exactly it's amazing. Right. It it's terrifying. Just, <laughs> it just sounded so dumb. And, you know, you're just like, wait, what? They've been tracking these bizarre serial killers for years. Uh but yeah, keep going, Kyle.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh so yeah, I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was anything special either. But I'm also getting sick of the other criminal minds, but I'm already like eight years in, so now I'm locked into a little spinning whenever... off
0: uh a long, you know, a long-running uh, hit show with Gary Gary Sinise has worked in yeah. the past for CBS, so you know maybe it'll work for them again.
2: It's definitely way better than the last time they tried to spin out Criminal Minds. But
0: anyway, that wasn't the suspect behavior—I
2: <laughs> couldn't even remember what it was called. Uh, but yeah, um, the ABC Wednesday comedy lineup—that's like my favorite comedy lineup of the whole week. So I'll definitely continue watching that. I did manage to catch up on Empire over the Christmas uh, time, so I'll watch that. I'm also looking forward to Wayward Pines when that comes back afterwards. Baby Daddy, I'm still watching. Young and Hungry, I may drop. Uh, Americans, that show is so good. Like, if you're not watching it, you should be. I'm glad that that came back. Yeah, I got to catch up with that. Uh, the Last Panthers sounds really interesting. It's about like panthers, as in Pink Panthers, like diamond heists. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, it also had like a decent cast. I think it was uh, Samantha Morton and John Hurt. So uh, uh, and then a bunch of other people in it as well. So I'm looking forward to to checking that out um and then lopez actually looked kind of funny from the trailer but i i know i'll never watch it but it did look kind of funny <laughs> it definitely um, looked better than his last outing on uh on fx it's basically him playing himself pretty much in another one of these like heightened reality uh biogra- semi autobiographical type of shows
0: i did laugh when he goes on the hiking date with the with the lady, and she's like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I'm a comedian." And she's like, "Ah, sorry." Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, like, he's like, "Where is <laughs> he?" Just like walks off.
1: <laughs> I did I, just to jump back in, Kyle. I I am watching The Americans. I did miss that on the pass through. It's it's like you said, it's a really really good show, but I don't always like it. If that makes sense, you can like something, but I mean, you know, think something is really good, but. Like I they're they're dragging on the storyline with a daughter. I, I wish they would just kind of make a decision yeah. on where that story is going. But she's young, but at the same time she's young. That's a story that would play out slowly. But it's one of those times where I think we're being too reality driven, um, not as in reality T V, but as an actual life reality, how this would work, still feels a little drawn out from a from a plot perspective. Yeah.
0: I also forgot to mention uh some streaming stuff on Wednesday Hulu has the new series, The Path, starting up on March 30th, and then they have the return of Deadbeat on 420, and then also Netflix just dropped yesterday, as of this recording, on the 16th of March, the second season of Happy Valley, another one of those uh, short British cop dramas, and uh, so there's those as well. So for me I'll probably check out the path that's one I haven't been able to get I haven't got a chance to check out yet cuz you know Hulu's been doing some uh, pretty good stuff here recently on the cable side of things like Kyle said the Last Panthers sounds interesting uh, I like the sort of the heist type of uh, of stuff that uh, that sort of sounds uh, interesting uh, I need to catch up with the Americans so that I can continue watching uh, this fourth season before I get too far behind. Probably should be watching Underground. I do have WGN America, but again, I think it's only uh, in SD, which I hate. I don't. E- I don't even understand why. You, if you're going to put it on, just what? What's the deal? Uh, p- probably check out Lopez. Then on the broadcast side of things, continue to watch Blackish, uh, and Arrow, and. In comparison, I suppose to the rest of the week, Wednesdays really are the lightest night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, so yeah, I, I know you mentioned it late, but I would, I think I would, I'd give the path a shot if I had Hulu, but I don't. So you know, sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean that's because uh, the cast that, looks really good. Sounds interesting with a good cast. Uh, is it Aaron Paul that's in that one?
2: Yeah, it's Aaron. yeah
1: Aaron Paul, Hugh Dancy, Michelle Monaghan, Sarah Jones. Which I'm glad that her career finally might be rebounding from the Alcatraz disaster. Really? Am I the only one that can make an— we can't make Alcatraz jokes?
0: No, you can. There was (laughs) no— I don't even remember what you was— There was no disagreement that it was a disaster.
2: (laughs) So I I wasn't— It had a decent premise, but it was uh, poorly executed and definitely terrible show.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, if they would have gone with the original pilot— and where that that may have headed would have been way more interesting than where they redid things and sort of minus some things out and changed some things up.
1: Oh, I don't even remember the original pilot.
0: I don't even remember it now, but I remember there was a there was sort of along the way there was like one major change that sort of changed the direction of where things could possibly go. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing and uh and I don't know, I it left it less interesting to me. Uh, even ultimately, where they w- they went with it, but but wow, talking about Alcatraz, there really is not, <laughs> not a lot on Wednesday. <laughs> so we'll move on to Thursdays. Uh, ABC has Grey's Anatomy and Scandal continuing, and new show The Catch uh, starting up on March twenty fourth. CBS has uh, Big Bang. That will be followed by The Odd Couple as of April 7th, and then Mom and Two Broke Girls, and then new show Rush Hour, which starts up on March 31st. The CW has DC's Legends of Tomorrow and The 100 finishing out their season, and then starting June 2nd, the aforementioned Beauty and the Beast Returns for its final season in the time period presently where the hundred is. Fox has American Idol uh, continuing on till it finishes out the season, and then Bones returns on April 14th, and that'll be show be followed by a new show American Grit also on the 14th. NBC has new show Strong starting on the 13th, but it'll be playing on Thursdays as of the 14th. That'll be followed by the Blacklist that'll finish out its season. And then here when uh, Shades of Blue finishes its season, new show Game of Silence will take over that time period as of April 7th. Then on cable, on BBC America Orphan Black returns with its new season on the 14th of April. FX has Archer returning on March 31st. uh, And History continues playing Vikings. And then, streaming-wise, Netflix has uh, new show Marseille uh, dropping on May 6th. And CISO has... New show Bajillion Dollar Properties starting up.
2: What well, that could today. be a parody
0: of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a parody of all those Bravo reality show. shows about <laughs> realtors selling high volume and high you know mansions and all this stuff. Uh, but it's got it's got a lot of uh, comedians and funny people that you would recognize Uh, playing the parts. Uh, It's uh, it's a scripted series that's uh, going to be on NBC's comedy streaming service CISO. And I think they're going to be putting episodes out weekly. I'm not exactly sure how uh, CISO drops their stuff, uh, but I believe they put them out uh, weekly. Uh, It did look kind of funny, but then those shows themselves are almost kind of funny so
2: it's (laughs) but i'm not going to go sign up for some nbc (laughs) streaming service but it's not like
0: so good (laughs) uh that you can uh i believe you can find the first episode out either on cso that you could watch or on youtube or something like that where you can actually see the whole first episode i watched a little bit of it i watched some of the clips and stuff and it, it looks Kind of funny, but not in a yeah, I'm going to watch all of that type of way.
2: Yeah, I think I watched some 60 second clip and that was enough for me. It was fine. You're but like, yeah, I get the joke. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: what else, Kyle, on, uh, on Thursday? Uh, so, so, Rush Hour, I haven't seen it since like last June, but I really, I remember really enjoying it. I looked down at my notes from when I watched it and I. And I did enjoy it, and it captured the same spirit of the film. It's pretty much just like a reboot, same premise of the the film with the two guys partnered up. Um, so I'll, I'll be watching that. I'm sure it's probably horrible, but, like, I thought it was funny a year ago. Um, and then the catch I enjoyed way more than I expected to. Yeah, um, me
0: too, especially that's... since it had all kinds of ca- recasting
2: and reshoots and all kinds of stuff, but... I didn't even recognize the woman from The Killing. I looked up. I was like, she looks vaguely familiar. I looked up after I watched the entire episode and realized it was she the lead actress. Because she was wearing a giant sweater. <laughs> yes, yes, there was no heavy sweaters. <laughs> and she wasn't looking so frumpy that I didn't even recognize her. But I, I, I actually really enjoy it. It's very slick-looking with all, like, these cut, like, uh, split screens and sliding around. And, like, they do. it starts off with, like, a heist type of thing. And so I, I enjoy it way more. I don't even know if it's just a Shonda Rhimes show in production or if she has any other involvement. I think it's
0: mainly production. Somebody
2: else is running the
0: show, you know, off of her production shingle. But, you know, other things have worked, like, you know, how to get away with murder and stuff like that that she's not... Actually, there on the doing a lot of the writing or whatever. I did. I enjoyed it way more than I thought as well. I mean, I really like her, Mariel Enos or whatever. I, however, you pronounce her name. Uh, and uh, Peter Krause is always good, and you know the rest of the cast was was pretty solid. You know, Sonia Walger from Lost uh, is in it as well, and I I like the whole sort of. While she works for, a you know, owns a security firm, it's it's sort of con artists going up against con artists, uh, is is how this gets set up because there was a, a, a group of con artists that were, uh, going up against her firm and, and the way things go down in the first episode, it basically sets up, uh, them going up against each other, over and over again is probably how they're going to be going yeah. back and forth at each other, uh, so. But it did. It looked like a like it might be a lot of fun, at least for a short run of episodes.
2: Yeah, and then, like, NBC's Game of Silence, I couldn't... Like, there, there was no screener for that, but I watched, like, a trailer. I couldn't figure out what the exact tone of that thing is, because it looked like it was a mix between... I Isn't know what really you did quiet? last summer... What's that? Isn't it really quiet? (laughs) (laughs) It looked like a mix between, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and that Kevin Bacon Sleepers film. And, like, but then, like, you think it's, like, this dark thing about people, like, they did something bad in their past. But then there's, like, this upbeat cranberries type of theme. And they show all these people, like, like... Like finding love and romance, like young love and romance. But then it seems about murder and corruption. So I have no clue what the tone of this show is even about. So or the tone is or what the show is about. So, I mean, I'll check out when it airs, but I'm not so sure about that. Um, and then one other show that you didn't mention, like A&E just started a new show called 60 Days In, which I'm really enjoying. I'm just surprised how how really good it is. It's basically about the seven civilians that volunteer to go into this prison and become become inmates Uh and then get some, like, the only people that know they're regular people are the sheriff who put together this thing and one of his deputies. So, like, they're really stuck in these prisons. Like, they don't even know each other is, like, a volunteer. So there's, like, two of them in each of the different prison blocks. And, like, one guy who's, like, an ex-Marine, like, he's doing everything. Like, they gave him this training ahead of time. He's doing everything right. He's fine. This other guy... He's like this teacher who wants to do this because he wants to prove that like all these prisoners, they just get like a country club. It's like a free vacation. So he like walks into his cell the first day and is like, hey, do you guys get the NFL network? And like they all hate him. Like they're plotting now. Like, how do we get rid of this guy? How do we take this guy out? Like he he must be some kind of fed. He doesn't act normal. Like what's wrong with this guy? And like so it's really like tense and, and interesting to watch. So I'm really enjoying that one. But then, What's other the name of at, that
1: again?
2: sixty days in it just started last week. They aired two episodes last week, and they aired one episode this week. It's on A and E, so the, they probably have them all on their things. You can catch up. It's like thir- it's going to be a thirteen episode season. One of the people that's uh, that's participating is Muhammad Ali's daughter. I forget what her first name is. She's one of the participants. Like, there's three women in their women's ward, and then there's four guys. Two are getting stuck in this, like, ward that's known for, like, drug addicts, and the other one, the other ward is known for, like, violence and and other things so it's it's really fascinating to watch uh and really interesting and like tense because like these people are really there and like the only people that know are the sheriff and and his deputy and they can't be everywhere at once to protect them so they so they are putting themselves in danger but i i thought it was great um and then so the other things i'm watching are um Uh, I'll be watching The 100, Legends of Tomorrow until those finish. Orphan Black, I'm looking forward to that coming back. Same with Archer. And Vikings, I'll likely catch up whenever it hits Blu-ray because that seems to be when I catch up on that show.
1: How about you, Ivy? Like I said, I know you guys have seen it, but I'm really looking forward to the catch. You know, obviously, I'm still watching all of of Shonda's other stuff. I'm not watching How to Get Away with Murder. Um, I'm still watching Scandal, even though that's a... Frickin' train wreck! Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I, don't, I I don't I don't know why I'm still watching it, uh, but I am still watching it. Um, yeah,
2: you know, remember when the I worst th-
0: thing anybody did was thrown an election?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say she got auctioned off as a slave at some point?
1: Not necessarily as a slave, but more as a. But yes, not as a, as yeah, a pawn
0: yeah. to, to try and as a pawn, to yeah, get the president to do something and but now you've got people killing people to kill other people to yeah, create no, situations no, was, so that you can manipulate a guy into running for president and you're just like oh the, it it's so it's just so bizarre i keep saying i'm going to stop <laughs> and you keep saying
1: that about a lot of shows <laughs> I've discovered, I've discovered, Jason. If you keep saying you're going to stop, your life gets so much better if you just do. Do stop. <laughs> if you just do. That's right. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a. Tra- I remember those first couple of three or four episodes when it was a. It was a fixer's procedural, and it was a wonderful show, and I, I miss it greatly.
0: I didn't even mind when it kind of spun out a little bit into the second season, but then they felt the need to. Oh, hey, we did something. Kind of interesting here. Now we just we need to top ourselves with something bigger and weirder, or you know, stranger yeah. or twistier, and then here we are, <laughs> this many seasons later, and you have to become so ridiculous to try and out top yourself that it's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I remember writing in the third season a post about how the relationship between Olivia and Fitz was far and away the worst part of the show. It's always been the worst part of the show. (laughs) Well, and the funny part is I got dogged. Everybody was like, oh, no, it's good. We love it, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time the next season rolls around and we just it just won't go away. Well, what else on Thursday? I think I've I think I've proven looking at all of the CBS comedies that that w- the one big difference between me and everybody else on this thing is I don't watch any of the the sitcoms. There's not a I don't think there's a single thirty minute show sitcom um, format that I've I've said I've watched. So that might that might explain why I'm able to watch a lot less. But the CW stuff, you know, the stuff that's airing now, obviously I'll still watch. No way in Hades you'll get me to watch Beauty and the Beast.
2: But it's the final I, season.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't watch the first couple, so are you still um, watching
2: it, Jason? No comment. Silent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you just
0: answered. I'm not still watching it yet. <laughs> it's, it's not on.
1: <laughs> the Blacklist. I'm still obviously watching that one. I know we've talked about that show on this pa- on on the path. I'm kind of interested in Game of Silence. I like that it's. It, at least it looks from from uh, Jump Street that it looks like it's going to be some set of the past where you kind of have that idyllic, happier, fun time, uh, and then you know, f- flash forwards to the future where it's certainly not. It kind of kind of reminds me a little of that show that Fox aired for five minutes reunion that I thought was a whole lot better than anybody else did. Which is not to say that I thought it was good. I didn't think it was good. I just thought it was better. And I mentioned I mentioned before how I think Twelve Monkeys is one of the best science fiction shows on television. And I had to to crouch that because now that we're we're looking at Orphan Black on BBC America, that's the other one. To me, those those two shows together are the two best sci-fi shows on TV. Um and so Orphan Black obviously is something I'm looking forward to a great deal. That's it. Again, another relatively especially once the especially once the C D CW shows end, which I think is sooner rather than later, right? That's it's going to be
0: yeah. Some of their stuff ends relatively quickly, but uh, but for me, uh, I'll probably it's it's one of those I've watched this far that I'll probably finish out this season with Scandal, but it it, it real I really need to draw that one. I really like I said I really like the catch much more than I thought I was going to, so that one could be fun. I'll probably watch the Odd Capital. I kind of enjoyed that. I continue to watch Mom. That's a really good show. I'll probably give Rush Hour a chance. I didn't like the first episode near as much as Kyle did. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. There was a direction that it could have gone that I thought would have been way more interesting, but it just goes kind of the way it ultimately you end up expecting it to and gives you the the setup of the you know, the by the book Guy coming from somewhere else to the, you know, the loudmouth, fast-talking cop that's always in trouble at home here. Uh, and they end up being partners. And, uh, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel like they did anything interesting to it. And it, I didn't find it to be all that funny or uh, or all that compelling. So, I don't know, I may give it a couple more episodes to see. Continue to watch The Blacklist. Uh, you know, and Legends of Tomorrow with 100. Uh, we'll watch the final season of Beauty and the Beast. I watched the first four. <laughs> Why stop Wait, now? Wait, this is the fifth season? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Game of Silence doesn't look interesting to me. Uh, we'll definitely be watching Orphan Black. And, yeah, that'll probably pretty much do it uh, for me on Thursdays. And uh, we'll move on to uh, Friday's. Friday's Last Man Standing and Dr. Ken Shark Tank in 2020 on ABC. CBS has The Amazing Race and Hawaii Five O and Blue Bloods finishing out their season. The CW with the Vampire Diaries and the Originals. Fox has Sleepy Hollow and Second Chance finishing out their seasons. And then a new season of Hell's Kitchen will take over the Second Chance time slot on April 1st. NBC has Caught on Camera with Nick Cannon. Followed by Grimm and Dateline NBC. Over on cable, Cinemax has, uh, I believe it's the, isn't it the final season of Banshee, uh, starting up so. on April first. Yeah. OWN has a new season of For Better or Worse starting up on April first, and Sci-Fi has a new show Winona Earp starting up on April first as well. And then on streaming. Amazon Prime recently dropped the second season of Bosch, so that's already out there. And then a new season of Catastrophe will uh, be available as of April 8th. And then Netflix has so many things. (laughs) (laughs) House of Cards already started up. Uh, The Characters has dropped. Flaked has dropped. Daredevil dropped as of this morning that we're recording this new show. The ranch drops on April 1st, a new season of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on April 15th. So you can submit your taxes and then watch Kimmy Schmidt, <laughs> uh, a new season of Grace and Frankie drops on May 6th, new show lady dynamite drops on May 20th. And the new season of Orange is the New Black starts on June 17th. And all of those are full seasons that drop as of midnight Pacific time. And if you're, by the time you listen to this, if you haven't already finished Daredevil, it's really good so far. That's one of the things that uh, I would have said I was looking forward to if we were recording back on Monday. But as we're recording now, I've already watched the first eight and (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. Uh the ranch is not good, let's say. Uh that's Ashley Kutcher and uh uh blanking on his name, the other guy from Danny that 70s. Master- yeah, Danny Masterson. Yeah, the from that seventies show uh as well as uh, uh Sam Elliott plays their father uh and uh there's a ranch that's a really bad set they film because it's it, it has this weird opening like slow melodic song you know sort of western song playing over these long credits and then it cuts to this film before a live studio audience type of fake set piece ranch set that is such a disconnect from the opening credit sequence that they showed you it may it It feels really weird, and then it's just not that good and, you know, not that funny. I've seen the first two, and that's two more than I needed to, so won't be checking that out. All the other stuff, I'm so far behind on Orange is the New Black or House of Cards, so those are pretty much just dead to me now (laughs) because they're so far behind, uh, but uh, I would like to catch up with Bosch at some point. That one does sound interesting. I will watch Grimm till it finishes out the season, and as well as Sleepy Hollow, which I think has had sort of a resurgence. Unfortunately, not audience wise, but I think the show is is being made much better than <laughs> that second season really, really did not do it any favors. Then I will check out Wino- Winona Earp. When it uh, shows up as the uh, like great 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 granddaughter or something like that of of Wyatt Earp, uh, that's still carrying his uh, six shooter and uh, going after some sort of uh, whatever, some sort of aliens or whatnot that uh,
2: demons or
0: something. Yeah, yeah, demons or something that uh, their family has been fighting for decades, I guess, or what have you. So, who knows? haven't seen haven't seen anything of that one yet, uh, which is interesting considering they've sent out have I sent out screeners of like everything else and all of those start later than Winona Herb. but
2: this seems like something they must have got cheap and <laughs> yeah, they're just filling the uh, filling it and burning it off or something. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't know, but it, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, but uh, Ivy, what about you on Fridays?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, not, not a whole lot. Uh, I'm still, still watching vampire diaries. I know. And the funny part about vampire diaries is I didn't start watching it until like the fifth season. And then I kind of powered through and I've caught back up to me. It's, it's not nearly as bad as, as people th- like in my, from my perspective, it's not nearly as bad as people think, but it's certainly not nearly as good as it used to be. Um, but I think it's a story that needs to end, but I'm still going to watch until the end. Uh, and I think the originals is a is a much better show. Uh, it took me a while to get into it just because it's there really wasn't anybody to root for because they're all kind of antagonists, but they're all antagonists, <laughs> you know, oriented towards each other. So there's you can't really pick someone and say, I'm really pulling for Klaus. And the minute they give Klaus something that you really, you know, Klaus and Cami and say so you really want to pull for him, they they blow that up, too. So, you know, thanks, Julie Pleck. You're my hero. <laughs> I'm still, I'm like, I've not completely given up on Second Chance, even though I've not watched. I think I've got like five episodes on the DVR, but I want to give up on Second Chance, but I can't because I, I don't, I don't hate it, and I think it's one of those like I'm gonna have a once once I get into the summer and all of the all of the stuff that I normally will watch is gone, and and all the that I would binge is gone. I think I might want to catch up on it.
0: Yeah, well, I'll say this about Second Chance is while it's not great. And given its ratings, I don't know how likely it is to get a second chance. (laughs) But I actually kind of like it. And the last, I'd say the last couple episodes, especially this last episode, finally gave something really interesting to uh, the story that uh, makes it a little bit bigger, a little bit more problematic for things. And uh, so...
1: I'm interested to see where it goes. So that's good because I think the show—the one thing the show is missing was a little scope.
0: Yeah, so I would say you know if uh, you do if you do catch up, uh, you're in for a couple episodes here that finally, you know, widen some things out and uh, bring on some other characters that we've seen before, and you find out what they're up to and whatnot, and uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. We also get a little bit more uh, backstory on. You know, on Pritchard and and that relationship with his son and stuff like that. Uh, uh, It's 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 all it's all actually kind of interesting. Uh, And then you get, uh, you know, a story of the week where they catch somebody, (laughs) where they catch a bad guy.
1: What else? Yeah. Banshee to me is one of my favorite shows on television, period. Um, I absolutely love that show. Uh, I'm still more than a little irritated that they killed off my favorite character last season. Uh, But I you know, it's it's definitely one of my favorite shows that I watch. Uh, And that's I watch live and I will I will turn on cinema like I don't have Cinemax and I will turn on Cinemax just to watch that show. You know, turn it, you know, like order it, I guess is what I'm saying. Not that, you know, just magically turn on Cinemax when I don't have it. Um, Why not? I'll give a chance because, again, I like I I really like what sci-fi is doing. And even if this is going to be a miss, I'm glad that they're taking the swing. Um, and then everything on Netflix. Uh, House of Cards. I thought the fourth season was uh, a an improvement on the third season, which I don't think was as bad as everybody else did. Um, I can't believe I'm still recording this podcast instead of going blowing you guys off and watching Daredevil. Um, <laughs> Me too. It I shows can't believe we
0: haven't just all yeah. said screw this and go
1: back to watch <laughs> yeah. that. As we yeah, as we trip over into the second hour, it's like okay, <laughs> we're 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 like pushing into Daredevil time now. And, I, and, like, I really want to circle back to Orange is the New Black, but I skipped the last season, and I've, I've always enjoyed the show, but I, don't, I just don't know. Now that I'm one season removed, I don't know if I'll catch up anytime soon. But, again, a short list on Friday, too.
0: Yeah, well, that's where it is for me with some of those shows for when they drop the whole season. If I don't watch it relatively quickly— and it becomes like, oh, I I've i got plenty of time to catch up with that before the next season arrives. And then the next season arrives and you're like, well, now I've got
2: two seasons of this. That's why and, I've still only seen season one of House of Cards. I yeah, haven't pretty, bothered to catch up. Yeah,
0: and pretty soon we're <laughs> here in season four of House of Cards, and I've watched through episode seven of the first season. So,
1: yeah. you know. Well, it's also one of those things, you know it's always there. You can yeah, always, the, like I know one of these days I can binge, like in June, I can say, you know what, I'm going to watch all of the, the two seasons of Orange is the New Black in the last two weeks of June and be great. Well, hopefully it'll be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the thing. How about you, Kyle? yeah so i'll be watching the amazing race um grim sleepy hollow i'm quite a few episodes behind but i'm glad that you said it gets better so maybe that'll give me motivation to catch up uh second chance i'm still enjoying uh Wy whyona or why nona i'm not really sure about it. from the the trailer it doesn't look all that great but i'll give it a chance uh it does look kind of cheap, Uh, but we'll see. Banshee, I'm a season behind, but since I have the Blu-ray for review, I'll be catching up, and then I'll continue watching live. Fortunately, I don't know who Ivy's favorite character is, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and um, and then, as far as like the streaming goes, yeah, Daredevil. I need to watch season two. The Ranch. I watched the trailer for that. I saw the laugh track, and I said, probably not. Yeah. And then,
0: so it's like I said, it's so weird from the the like it seems like a two minute credit opening sequence that's just sl- slow and methodical. And, and seems like you're going into some sort of, you know, single camera, at least type of uh show or something. And then Ashton Kutcher like walks on what is totally a soundstage and, Oh, it looks says, so fake from the, and says yeah. something. And then you hear the,
2: ha 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 ha. And you're just like, Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. Maybe maybe that's what they're shooting for. They did the Fuller House with the live audience, and now they're going to grow that catalog. But, uh, yeah, I'm also looking forward to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, Orange is the New Black, I've only seen the first two seasons, so I still need to catch up on that. Uh, They also have some animated Kong King of Apes that I might check out, um, at least an episode of that, and see what it looks like. Um, And then Marseille, I'll probably give that a shot, too. And that's it for me.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, that's Friday's move on to Saturday's, which
1: let's see how long it takes you to do this one. On
0: the broadcast side of things is <laughs> ABC has NBA uh, action on Saturday nights right now to finish out the season. CBS has reruns of their shows. Fox is doing uh, reruns of their dramas as well. NBC has Dateline NBC, followed by uh, vintage SNL episodes, and then over on cable, uh, Nickelodeon just had a new show, School of Rock, start up on uh, March 12th, and Stars has, I guess it's the it's the resumption of uh, Outlander uh, as of uh, April 9th. It's season two <laughs> from the two people that watch it. yeah. So it actually is season two. I can't remember. It's been so long since it just – didn't they split it the last time? Yeah, and they already aired both halves. Yeah, yeah. so I couldn't remember if this was, like, the, the long gap that we were finally getting to it or if they were starting up the new one just, like, sooner than they started up previously or uh, – but anyways, that's uh, Saturdays. Anybody watching School of Rock
2: or Outlander? I did check out the premiere of School of Rock just to see <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> I Believe me, I have no intention of watching any more of it. But I, the guy tries to put on a bit of the Jack Black type of persona for the show, the the teacher that they have. I mean, it's perfectly fine. It's not something I plan to watch. I'd also checked out Fox has a... Their thirty-minute, like sort of SNL type of thing called "Party Over Here" from the Lonely Island people, but I think at least in the first episode it was all women. So I don't know if it that their cast is only women, but I shut that thing off after ten minutes. Like I didn't find it funny at all. Um, so that one I won't be continuing with, but I will check it. Despite my problems I have with Outlander, that it's like too romancy and that, I'll, I'll check out the second season. I wish it was just more happened and it was more action and more time travel and more stuff happening, not so much drama and romance. But Ivy, I'm sure, has more to say on that.
1: Well, wanting that to change versus it actually going to change, Kyle, it's not going to change anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think if depending on how long the show goes and if we get into the seventh and eighth and ninth book, I think you might see some of that because of where where the story ends up. But you're yeah, you're you're wanting the show to be something it's probably not going to be for you anytime soon. So I wouldn't go into it with a. If if you didn't like the last season, I wouldn't go into it. In fact, there's there's probably less action because it's because of the, the Paris setting. There's there's definitely less fighting and that type of action because they're not you know they're not in any dang, they're not in any overt physical danger. It's all political intrigue in the Paris story. So I don't yeah I don't I wouldn't go into it with a with a great deal of with a great deal of expectation for for change though. Yeah, but but well, and as I'm talking about it, Outlander I'm, I'm still a very very big fan of. Uh it is like Banshee and like Game of Thrones, one of my favorite shows, and The Hundred. Those are my kind of my three or four favorite shows, and they're all on in the spring, which is awesome. Um so yeah, I will definitely be watching that, but that's the that's it. Not not watching School of Rock. Not in my wheelhouse.
0: All right. That'll yeah, that'll do it for that. a couple of other things to mention real quick. There's a couple of mini series. Uh Sundance has a three-night miniseries called Rebellion that starts up on April 24th. And then A&E slash History slash Lifetime will all be broadcasting over the course of four nights starting up on uh, May 30th, a reboot of the Roots miniseries. As well as uh, the only other thing that didn't really fit into the the schedule was uh, the live musical The Passion that airs this Sunday on Fox on, uh, March 20th, uh, which, uh, if you thought they moved around while, uh, doing the live grease musical, wait till you see <laughs> what they're going to try and do <laughs> for the passion all over new Orleans, apparently. So that could be interesting, but those are, those are coming as well. And then I was going to mention party over here, but, uh, kyle already did so there's that party over where uh over here over there it's actually i'm on my way (laughs) it's actually (laughs) over on fox on uh, saturday nights so if you want to check out something other than saturday night live uh, in that time period i guess you you can uh, try that out
1: Uh, much more likely to check out rebellion than party over anywhere
0: (laughs) but uh that'll do it for our spring tv preview as always, we'd be interested to hear what shows uh, you're most looking forward to. You can uh, leave a comment in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 314 or send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. And with that, we'll move on to the primetime segment. Primetime! There we go, thank you.
1: <laughs> well, you said I'm playing hammering. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. I'm not a Amory, but I play one on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, First up, Quantico, Season 1, Episode 13, clear! And (laughs) (laughs) this episode just brought forth so many different things that bother me about this show. One, that these supposedly super smart agents are super dumb! because if you didn't know there was a bomb when they found the laptop in the you know that that spot where they were it's like oh they left the laptop they must have been in a hurry or something and you're like no they left it here for you to find cuz you didn't do what they <laughs> really told you to do and so somebody's still going to die i it, it just some of that stuff just really bothers me cuz they should be way smarter than that and you know it one agent gets lucky because no cell service inside this building. So I got to go outside. The other thing that really bothers me about this show is that she had already been framed once and everybody just wants her to put aside that she thinks that there's somebody else. And you're just like, but she was the only person that was right about the previous thing. And now everybody just wants to just completely dismiss her. And especially like, Ryan, who just keeps telling her to let it go and, and, uh, and all these things that just so, it so bothers me that, uh, in some respects you would give this person the benefit of the doubt based on what had happened to her. And I don't know, it, it just, at every turn, everybody just, it's like they decided in the break of the episodes that they were going to completely isolate her again because they've, you know, while it's sort of an ensemble, it's her show. And so they've they've tried to, you know, completely isolate her from everybody and make her have to investigate and do all these things without her. It's a new way of isolating her but not having her on the run like she was in the, because that wasn't going to last forever uh, or would have gotten really old fast. But uh, I don't know what do you think, Ivy? Is, is, is there anything bothering you about this show, or you still enjoy this? Is, it? Or
2: this is, this this not, is a a, show. not a show, thinker?
1: Yeah, it's exactly that. This is this is a show. The minute that we were asked to believe that six months out of the academy, these were all you know, FBI agents that have been giving us given a significant amount of responsibility. The minute that we had to forgive that let you, you're making that leap. I kind of just sit back and eat some, uh, not that I eat popcorn, but sit there and just pop some popcorn and, and don't But it, the, turn your brain off. Just watch the show and don't think about it. And it's, and it's beyond that. It's not, it's, it's, it is, it is to me, the light and fluffy version of that. We were talking about with heartbreak. It's like, I would, I would much prefer a gritty FBI drama, but if we're not going to get it, like then I can watch some, some not don't, don't give it much thought and sit back and just watch kind of perspective on it. So yeah, it's, it's not particularly good, but it's not horrible to watch either,
2: <laughs> <The cast is laughs> which, so pretty. which
1: is, which is my version, which is my version of Amory's.
2: I didn't hate it. It's not horrible to watch. See, for me, I I enjoyed it at the beginning when it first started. And when it came back, I realized I really didn't miss it. And part of the problem is it's just like repeating itself. Like in this one, they got thrown into that room and had to try to convince like someone to be their C.I., They've already done this with like the twist oh we're pretending we're not we're FBI agents. So they already did like something similar in the first half of the season where they had to go into this party and try to convince people to do stuff. And then also like one thing that really bugged me was like at the beginning they told us, Oh, it's definitely one of these people who's the the killer and then, oh no, we added this whole new class into the thing, and so now one of them might be it when that's not what you told us at the beginning, like and now you're trying to change the rules of the game. And then another thing in the present time, like, why would she bring this person with a bomb strapped to her into the FBI headquarters to go access a computer? Like, that made no sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you do Why does that girl have to be there with her in the building? Like, what's to prevent that? Why? How does she know that's not their plan just to get them in there so they can blow up the bomb inside the building after she gets her by security? Like, that didn't make any sense. Kyle, you got to stop thinking about it. <laughs> but so, yeah, I, I keep saying I should just quit this. I know I'll probably end up watching it all the way through to the end. But, yeah, I'm not enjoying it as much. I mean, one thing I did find interesting, one of the new people is that like almost robotic kid who's like doing something weird where he's crossing off faces in his sock drawer. So I find that interesting. Like, who is this guy and what's he what's he doing? Does he know one of the, like, is he bad in choosing someone for something or is he trying to figure out who did something? So uh, I'm interested in that storyline at least, but I'm just,
1: I mainly engage just to, to truly make sure that my prediction that it's Jacob Artist's character that it's the kid from Glee. He was behind it the whole time just because I want my whole theory from the third episode on to be correct. If I'm not, then, you know, I'll probably not watch the second season.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just, there are certain things like I was able to buy based on the sort of situation that some of these people would have been brought into this because of the idea was that it was somebody from their class that was behind it. So that wasn't like too huge of a step for me. I was able to like, you know, just like, all right, the show is going to be about these people. So in like lots of things... Like watching a high school drama, and it's going to take place over four years, but it's it follows the super popular freshmen all the way through to the, to the end of <laughs> yeah. their, their, uh, their career at the high school. So, you know, there's things that you can just like sort of brush aside and still enjoy a show. But when they're presented as being, you know, some of the best of the best and stuff, even though they're learning and not always – coming out on top in there when we see them back in their training and stuff to see them just be so stupid now in different situations where I, I just can't sit there for a whole, you know, for most of an episode, knowing where, where things are going sometimes, or just seeing somebody do something that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Or like I said, I, I still don't know why she didn't just take Ryan to the, to the file room they were hiding out in and go look she's got a bomb
2: <laughs> yeah
0: guess what i'm not crazy <laughs> you know somebody's making us do this and then it may be, instead of you know freaking out and showing up at his place you know just completely losing it at at the end maybe you have you know an actual another ally or something or or some such thing because i don't know it just uh it's just, just some stuff like that. I'll probably continue to watch it through the end of the season, but it, you know, a, a, a pretty cast can only take you so far. Uh, that uh, you know, this this is one that the farther it goes, the easier it 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 becomes to be able to drop. You know, going into like another season, unless they somehow create some sort of really interesting twist by the end of the season to, you know, sort of sucker you back in. But uh that's enough about Quantico. We'll move on to something way more interesting, which is the Magicians, season one, episode nine, the writing room. And when this show started, did anybody think it was gonna be this dark of a show? <laughs> no, yeah. this took a very
1: <laughs> dark turn. <laughs> oh oh some some of us knew it was gonna be dark. <laughs> But some of us have read the books,
2: so. And then I saw Mister Sheffield. I'm like, oh, it's friendly Mister Sheffield. <laughs> he was a little too friendly. Like, uh, yeah, that I wasn't expecting it to to get this dark in this episode.
0: Yeah, the the turn out that the the guy that had written all these books that Quentin had been so enamored with all his life was a pedophile was yeah definitely a, a bet. a a bit darker than even they'd already gone before so far. Speaking of shows that have uh, different versions that they air or put online or something like that, I'd be interested to see a version of this show that I wonder if they shot anything else or other things in such a way for a DVD set or something that's uh, a more like unrated set because they, they basically drop the f bomb all the time they just drop the audio out when they say it right uh and so the the whole thing is right on the edge of being a premium cable show, like on it nine o'clock on sci fi mm. and so that's kind of an interesting thing of itself, you know altogether, in addition to the show just becoming more and more interesting uh as it's gone along. How about you, Kyle?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been, like, I've definitely found it interesting. Like, this episode, uh, I mean, we didn't get too much. Well, we just got, like, this whole dark story about watching, uh, I can't think of his name, the main Quentin's, uh, he idolized this guy, and now, like, his whole vision of this guy is completely crushed. Uh, So how is that going to affect him moving forward and then at the end, we saw Penny, he touches that button, and, like... I love that. Where did he go? <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was another line, too, that, like, I forget what he, he's like. Uh, 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 he's like, I'm a supervillain, or was that Penny? They said, like, I'm a supervillain, now talk. Uh, I forget what that... Oh, that was the other guy. Oh, that was... Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was the... yeah that, okay, yeah. Was... Um uh, but. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, Penny provides some nice comic relief to help lighten, especially this dark episode. Like, he helps, like, lighten it up a bit. But, yeah, I've I'm, I'm really enjoyed where this has gone. I didn't expect it to go this dark, like you said. But, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Interesting to see. how is this, like, a 13 episode? Yes, yeah, 13 or is episodes. It? Okay. So, yeah, we still got a ways to go. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where they leave us. Like, like, is Penny headed into Fillery now, or where is he headed? Where did that button take him? How about you, Ivy?
1: I'm not going to tell you where where the button took. Nowhere it took. But what
0: are you thinking about? What they're doing with the show uh, and how it sort of progressed over the from where we started. That was sort of, eh, it was okay, and then it's definitely gotten more and more interesting.
1: Well, if you'll remember, I've I've never thought it was that. meh, okay. I've I've been a fan of this show kind of from the beginning, a, a little. That's because I've read the books. Although I I I was not a fan necessarily a fan of the books before the show came into being. I I just read them I think earlier this year or late or late last year. But I've been I've been hooked from day one, and a lot of that has to do with with some of the casting. I particularly like Olivia Taylor Dudley as as Alice. And Stella Maeve, even really, is Julia, which is a character in the books I never particularly liked I think is has, has drawn me in a little and Hale appleman is is probably the most perfectly cast Elliot that they could ever 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 come up with now they've 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 diverted a great deal they're you know they're, they're this is not a particularly uh a, a the particular, i cannot speak particularly solid adaptation, which I think is good i think they're they 're kind of swerving in different directions, but the I, like if I remember correctly, the stuff about um, Christopher Plumley, not Plumley, Pluver, like that was in there, but I don't think it was that much of a. There was a, a great deal of focus on it. I think it was an aside kind of thing. Um, but as for as dark as the show, as dark as the show has gotten, it still kind of amazes me how how they're going in that direction on one side of the story, but they've completely watered down how dark things got for julia as she's as because she exists kind of in parallel during this first season they don't in the first book you mentioned Julia at the beginning and the one time one or two times that she runs into quentin throughout kind of that first the first length of story and then you don't hear what had happened to her in the meantime until the second story and that's all, all told in flashback flashbacks over over the second book But for as dark as you think this got, like everything that she went through away from Quentin was was way, way, way dark. And they've not really embraced that. And I'm kind of interested into why, because I think that that's um, I think that's an interesting part of the story and they're they're not doing it that that way and I'm kind of curious as to why cuz I'm not one of those people that will say oh darn you didn't do it the right way it's like no you did it a different way and I'm kind of curious to see where it goes um and one of those particular things that jumps off is the marina character I don't think if if she was a character in the book she was certainly not a large one as an antagonist to Julia and that's one of my favorite parts of the show is what Casey Rolls bringing to that that particular portrayal so I'm really enjoying it I think it's exceptionally well done um and like you guys are saying, it gets dark and it, it, it gets darker. It's this is not this is kind of just the beginning of it. And it's it's an interesting tale because of how it plays on it plays on subverting the tropes that you're used to seeing. I remember when we talked about this before, Kyle, it was all of the it's a little bit too much like Harry Potter and and Narnia and some of the other things, but it's how it tells it tells the stories while kind of flipping the tropes on its side and you know if you really look at it as a as a as a counterpoint to Narnia the Narnia books as you as we get more and more into the fillery side of the story holy hell it's just kind of completely different and completely different tonally so but yes i will stop my my rambling i think it's a, i think it's a great show it's pretty good i'm watching it i love it a lot
0: yeah i think it's i think it's one if especially if you well were sort of like me and didn't find the first episode or two all that, that interesting and gave up on it, I'd say definitely jump back in and give it a shot. Cause it it takes a little bit to, to sort of see what it's going to be. Like what kind of story are they telling before they start getting into the fillery is real and all of, all of that stuff like that whole episode where (laughs) Quentin is like, uh penny you, you, you were in Fillory <laughs> you know and,
2: yeah.
0: and and they're like no that's just from some kids book or whatever you like and figuring out that it was a, a real place i thought this was pretty dark i thought it was kind kind of interesting that we found out that the one character was actually the grown up uh alice or the grown up uh what's the the jane yeah the grown up jane but then instantly gets killed Like you just you just like drop this thing like, oh, hey, this is actually the grown up Jane. Bam. Oh, she's dead. And you're like, okay I didn't see that coming. I thought we were going to actually get a little more sort of like Quentin. He was like, but I had all these questions. Yeah,
1: that's one of the the big changes. And I'm and I'm really it's not what I'm happy about. But again, it's like the show is so good. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt for for those swerves. So yeah, but her, her, and when I say, when I say one of the big changes, it's her dying. Cause that's, that's, I don't, if it happens in the book, it's certainly not a big part of it. And certainly not anytime soon. If, if it happens kind of down the road, if it does, but you know, Jane chat, when both the adult and the younger version are a big part of the story, even if the younger version of Jane isn't in the story in the present, you, you know, it's all flashbacks and stuff. But I'm, you know, the one thing that I, I don't think that, and, and I'll ask you guys, we know that that was Jane at this point, but Quentin doesn't know that, right? That's that's not something that's happened. He hasn't figured that out, has he?
0: No, I don't think that he knew that she was Jane. Just that she was from there, or had been there, or had answer, or might have answers about Fillory being real, since that was a a recent revelation for him.
1: Well, when she was when they when she was in the room with the. Um, with the body-snatching guy, and I don't – because I don't want to use – I'm very careful I don't want to use names because uh, I don't want to mess things up. He called her Jane, so I think that's when we figured it out for sure. But did we ever get the idea – because it was we, – we discovered that it was the Beast, but it's not like we knew – but we still don't know who the Beast is, right? We think we know who it – like the implication is that it's Pluver, right?
0: Yeah, that's the implication after this episode, and that's the sort of the conclusion that it seems that the group sort of jumps to is that right. that's the potential –
1: because it was talking about adding the fifth, the the sixth finger.
0: That was uh, you know a whole bunch of extra stuff
1: they dropped in this episode. Oh yeah, tons tons of little stuff if you're paying attention.
0: And you know, and filling in a whole backstory with this sort of haunted house on a loop type of thing was was both super creepy. Where sometimes they they couldn't see you, and then sometimes they were interacting with you, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, that 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 was all done really well and and yeah when they were just like yeah we need to get out of here (laughs) finally at the end it was like yeah let's get get out of here but also you know finding out how dark that was and that the the kids didn't disappear like into fillery they disappeared because they died and uh you know like the one kid gets buried under you know in underneath the house and There was a super dark backstory on the, you know, some of the, the kids that were in the house at the time that the books were being written and all this stuff was, uh, way, even with what they've done before, it was still way darker than I, (laughs) than you thought that that's where things were going. You know, like when he picked up the camera, you were like,
2: no. Yes, (laughs) that was my reaction. I'm like, wait a minute, is it going there? No. No, but this is Mr. Sheffield. Stop it. You're ruining him. (laughs) But. Because, yeah, you're just like, okay,
0: so that's happening. And uh, so, yeah, The Magicians, definitely worth uh, checking out. And we'll move on to the last show on the primetime list this week, which is Limitless. Uh, which we haven't talked about in a while, but uh, season one, episode 18. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Bez or something. I have no idea how to say it, but that's the last episode that aired. But in the last couple episodes, got some big things that happened. People finding out stuff that Brian was hoping that they wouldn't find out and him not finding exactly what he wanted when he went to Russia, but Heading back home, hoping that things are going to be good soon, but basically be walking into quite the hornet's nest, it seems like. Uh, So what do you think of the last uh, couple episodes here,
2: Kyle? (laughs) Well... Just to compare, this is so much lighter yes. <laughs> and funner. <laughs> this is all like joy, rather than like the dark darkness of the magicians. You couldn't find like a a different comparison of dramas. Like uh, so, yeah, this show I just find it so much fun, but it's also interesting at the same time. Like uh, in in this the last episode, like we get like you said in these past two episodes, we get a lot of things first, like. Like, the sister, like, blows the information, but she doesn't blow the full truth, at least yet. Like, at first telling people, like, that about... uh, Well, telling the parents that he's hoarding these drugs, and then he can't tell them about the drugs. But that starts this whole, like, family battle. Like, they just start to hate him because he's hiding things from them. But then,
0: like, the mom only knows, like, the drug part of the story, and the dad knows, like, more a little bit because Brian's actually talked to him a little bit, but doesn't help him out with this mom at all. And, uh, you know, just sort of lets things play out, but then you've got the two agents there in the background listening and they start hearing things that they weren't supposed to hear and stuff starts to unravel for Brian a little bit. Yeah. So
2: I mean, then he takes off to go find this, uh, uh, Piper, and just to try to find out what's going on with her and figure out where she's at to see if she has the the cure yet cuz he he's ready to just come clean and just get this whole problem over but uh that then things just seem to get even worse for him because now he's got um sans nose the truth and his parents know the truth and Jennifer Carpenter. I can't think of her character name. She now knows the truth, a little bit more of the truth. So everything is starting to, to really unravel. I think next episode is, is going to be really interesting to see where they go next. Like, how do you put this back in, in the bottle? Now that you've, uh...
0: how do you put the genie back in the bottle or how do you tweak the show to be, slightly
2: different and still interesting and uh or maybe they team up with him to try to take down the the mayor guy or something
0: yeah i don't know it looked uh based on the next week on it looked like uh things (laughs) when he gets back things aren't necessarily in great shape but ivy you haven't seen this last episode but you saw the setup to him heading to russia what did you think about how things have started to unravel for Brian and the situation we've got here with the, you know, yeah. a handful of episodes to go here?
1: I'm, I'm a little worried for Brian, right? I mean, things are getting really, really bad quick. I don't think there's any way that – I mean, obviously I think this is a show that's – has this been re- renewed yet? I, I can't imagine it hasn't been. Has CBS picked this up yet for a second season? I don't
0: think CBS has done renewals yet.
1: OK. But, it's, but the ratings are solid. It's not going anywhere, right? I know everybody seems to love it.
0: Yeah, I f- I would be surprised.
1: Yeah, I, it's I, I don't expect that 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 our our boy is going to see a happy cliffhanger at the end of this first season. I don't know how <laughs> things are going to end well for him. And I, you know, for as for as happy as a fun and fun show as this is. Um, and you're right, Kyle. It's it's like we we can't find it any more. Like there, there's there couldn't be a a more appropriate segue, dark to light than, than <laughs> you know this versus the Magicians. Although it's odd, I, as much as I love the Magicians, one of the one of the biggest problems that I have getting into the Americans is how dark that show is. But I embrace it when it's in the Magicians, so which is weird. But yeah, I'd like things things are not going well for 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 our board here, and he's not going to be able to think his way out of it because he's most of the problems that I think he's creating for himself outside of the FBI at the very least are emotional ones. Like he's, he's tearing apart his relationship with his family without even realizing it. And there's not a whole lot he can do about it. So, um, that, that being said, I love, one of the things I love about the show is how quirky it is and, and, and him talking to himself or different versions of himself. And, you know, Brian's a great kind of, it, it still amazes me that, that of, of all of the, the cast of, of Greek that he's the one that's finally found a successful show to work on. But all that being said, I'm not nearly as enamored with it as everyone else is. It's like, I'm still watching it. I'm still enjoying it. I think Jennifer Carpenter, oddly enough, is kind of the weak part of the show for me. I don't, I don't believe her. I don't know what it is. I can't point to anything specifically, but I just, Mm -hmm. I don't feel a lot of truth in her character, which is probably a, a highbrow thing to say, but is it because she's um, not swearing enough? Yeah, <laughs> is that a, is that a joke? Is that a conversation we've had? <laughs> shows no, like this, they is. would also. <laughs> well, and this it's the flip side is shows like this about cops and everything they would all be swearing so much more than they than they can on network television, um, but no, I I I'm just. I recognize it's a great show it's a fun show but I've not been able to embrace it as as deeply as everybody else has and I wish I could because I know that everybody else is loving it I haven't given up yet and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this week's episode because I like the Piper character and want to see more of her um, because I think she's I think she brings an an interesting dynamic to the show and I know saying that after you guys have seen it and it's aired that I hope I'm not like setting myself up for failure Um, but we'll see how it goes
0: well, on the fun aspect of side of things, there's a lot of fun had. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and, there's heist, humor,
2: <laughs> and lots of fun, uh,
0: and, and things that they uh, end up doing on their last uh, few uh, NZT pills, and uh, you're in for a, a treat. And so, yeah, that's uh, I I just really enjoy it, and I I like that you know not everything has to be while it tackles serious subjects, and it still has plenty of drama, and uh, you know this there's there's a scene uh between uh Brian's father and Rebecca in this episode that is uh it's very dramatic. You know, there's 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 no there's no going for laughs or whatever in in that bit, but so there is plenty of drama, but I just like that there's so much lightness to the rest of it when Brian's thinking through things, the way he thinks through things, the way he he brings the other people into his thinking of things, or how things should be, or whatnot, uh, and those little asides that it brings some levity and some fun to the those shows, and so I look forward to it. I like having a, a, something that's fun. Not everything has. Sometimes you're just like, why so serious? Why does everything have to be so serious? And so, I like having uh, that uh, that aspect of it as well. So that's uh, that's limitless. Uh, definitely a, a show worth uh, checking out if you haven't, and uh, or you know catching up on before what hopefully will be another season. And we'll move on to uh, TV recommendations. I was going to mention something, but I'm going to save it for uh, next uh, week's episode because it doesn't come out on DVD, Blu-ray for a couple weeks. So I'll just uh, I'll save mine for uh, next week's episode and uh, move on to you, Ivy. What is your recommendation?
1: Well, I was—I was my original my original intention was to recommend the fifth season of Game of Thrones because uh, every Blu-ray or DVD set that they put out has been awesome. Um, but it's sitting on my couch in the other room, and I haven't watched it, so I can't well recommend it. Um, I was also going to recommend Faking It, which uh, we talked about earlier in the show on MTV. Um, as much as I knocked the sitcom format, this is—I think the only half-hour show that I'm watching. It's absolutely phenomenal, and my favorite character, my favorite actress, isn't even even in the in the top two because uh, it's Katie Stevens and Rita Volk that are kind of the main characters. But but Bailey DeYoung, formerly Bailey Buntane from uh, Bunheads, is far and away the the, old, the reason that I started watching the show in the first place. And it's a fun, it's a hilarious romp show. Um, but no, as a tongue in cheek uh, joke to to this podcast and what time it is and how long we won, My recommendation is season two of Daredevil. Uh, because I've watched the entire run now since we started this episode, uh, and it's pretty good. I got not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Uh,
0: yeah, that could, that could just be mine as a Daredevil. If you're not watching it yet or haven't watched it yet, what's taking you so long? Because I watched uh, you, Pee-wee's, you and Kyle. I watched,
2: yeah, that's Kyle. <laughs> Because oh, I, watch I watched Peewee this morning instead of Daredevil. That's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> uh, so my recommendation, Turn uh, Washington Spies, uh, season two, comes out on DVD uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, there's no Blu-ray this time yeah. around. Uh, but I, I hadn't seen season two when it aired, so I caught up. The show is basically like a revolutionary war era spy drama where this, there's this, uh, this guy played by Jamie Bell from uh, what's that movie he was in? The uh, Billy Elliot and a bunch of other more serious movies nowadays. Uh, but he like, uh, like Fantastic in the second. Four? Oh, that's right. He was in that. that... <laughs> that (laughs) um but uh yeah so this season he goes deeper undercover in new york um and where he arranges like to pose as a spy for the british uh so he's sort of like a double agent but not really a double agent uh so that adds a new level of um of uh threat to what he's doing. Is he going to get found out as being a fake spy? So there's some, there's some tension there. I wouldn't say it ever gets as tense as like the Americans or, or things like that, but it is uh, I, I found it to be an entertaining drama. This second season also brings in uh, two new cast members. I'm probably going to butcher her name. Kenzie, solo of lost girl And uh, Owen Yeoman, I'd say that name five times fast, uh, of uh, The Mentalist, he's on as Benedict Arnold uh, this season. So I thought it was entertaining. And uh, now that I'm caught up, I'll be watching the uh, third season. So it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it.
0: All right. Well, it's uh, time for us all to get off this podcast so we can either start watching Daredevil or go back to watching Daredevil. (laughs) Wait, Daredevil's out? I didn't know. Although I also need to actually get this podcast out and posted as well. uh, Priorities.
1: Uh, I might need to figure in a meal at some point, too. I don't know. It's overrated.
0: But as always, you can find links to our recommendations uh, and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find uh, Ivy and Kyle online and also how you can uh, get uh, some uh, printable schedules of the spring uh, TV schedule over at tvholic.com. We'll have links to all of those in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 314. And uh, next week, Amory will be back with me, and uh, our guest will be Kurt Wagner from tvshowpatrol.com. com. should be fun because Amory's actually in Chicago visiting Kurt and uh, going to be there for uh, C2E2. But uh should be an interesting thing with them uh, in the same place on the same podcast always scary always scary so look forward to that you know if you're still listening to this now <laughs> thank you carl you might be the only one that is still uh, <laughs> listening at this point that's one of those things you could do at the end is that uh, you know do some sort of thing of like uh Tweet something with a specific hashtag if you're still listening. I've heard podcasts to do that type of stuff uh, at the end of a, an episode to see who their diehard listeners are or who are just the people that are just super bored and have nothing else to do in the background while they're we obviously aren't watching, Daredevil. Or watching TV or, or aren't watching Daredevil right now for some reason. But yeah, so that'll do it for episode 314 And uh, thank you once again, uh, Kyle and Ivy, for joining me. And thank you for listening.
2: Thank you. Thanks.